0: Yeah, it's 40.
1: Yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know where the hell I got 43 from. Well, earlier. I
1: g- okay, so I think what happened was I think my brain
0: is just fried.
1: Well, I think that you were adding the the two the two um oh crap, what's the what the hell is that franchise? There are too many franchises now. Um Texas Chainsaw I did add that one in, yeah. And I think that um that we were probably adding Freddy versus Jason twice by accident because both times mm. it's on both of these two different franchises. Yes, that is so what I think that I think that honestly just the way that they <laughs> I think that the way that they write this shit on on online is is what would messed us up. but um no, I think that us writing it down was really really helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it the, the official number is 40. okay um, Cool. Cool. toit.
0: Hey there, film buds! Welcome to the special slasher extravaganza two-part episode as our our big final farewell to Halloween month. Uh, it's exciting to have you here. I'm your host, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Lauren. Hi. Um, this has this was an episode that I kind of threw out at the at the start of the month and. It was just this casual idea, let's go and do a whole bunch of of slasher movies. Simple as that. Um and you know, you you realize that there are a lot of them, but but it doesn't sound that bad, but then you also realize that you're doing up other, other stuff as well. And it becomes like a really daunting mountain and like we ended up having like a whole bunch of them up to like the last minute. We we literally finished watching them today. Um, we started recording the show before we finished watching the episodes, <laughs> technically, so... Yeah. um, it's It's been an exciting time. Um, I don't want to make this intro too terribly long, because we have a lot of content, enough yeah. that we're breaking it in half. So essentially, the way that this is going to work is, you'll hear a... I'll, I'll introduce the clip for the first franchise, which is Halloween. Mm-hmm and then after that discussion you'll hear a clip for the next one in the franchise um and then we'll start that ep- that like episode segment um and we'll do that and then I'll I'll have a little outro that'll that'll let you know when part 1 is over and when you need to go and start part 2
1: well, it's um, like a, it's like an old VHS tape it's like please <laughs> p- turn to side B <laughs>
0: and so yeah i think that this is gonna be um i think that this will be a fun one uh i hope that you guys enjoy it and uh this first part is going to focus on the three oldest and some of the biggest as well of the of the slasher genre halloween which was originated by john carpenter and deborah hill um a nightmare on elm street um and Friday the 13th, and then part two is going to cover slashers that came about in the 90s right at at the sort of the end of the genre, actually, and that's Candyman and Scream. Um, Part one, we're going to also have joining us Nicholas Delgadillo and Madeline Davis for, for some of our Halloween discussion, and then for part two, we're being joined by Sky Tilly for Scream. Because he literally wrote an essay about it. (laughs) So, as usual, I hope that y'all enjoy it. It's going to be a good episode. Let's not have y'all wait any longer. This is Halloween. Halloween night. A small
2: American town. 15 years ago.
0: Cool. Halloween. So that was Halloween from 1978, directed by John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, and it stars uh, Donald Pleasence, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, the Scream Queen herself, Tony Moran, Nancy Keys, PJ Souls, Charles Cipher, Kyle Richards, Brian Andrews, John Michael Graham, and Nancy Stevens. And the premise is 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, to kill again. So, uh, the idea is that we're gonna pretty much talk for a little while about the first one, and then we'll pivot into talking essentially about like everything that came after, kind of in a bulk, uh, just to, to get everyone up to speed. So, who wants to, Nick, since I guess you've done the most immediate watch of all of these,
3: fresh very fresh
0: do you want to do you want to kick it off
3: sure so we're talking about the original mm-hmm. uh john carpenter movie um obviously you know i don't know like but what's new that can be said like this movie has been dissected like there and back again uh for me what what makes it so great is just like the simplicity of it um very,
2: uh, I don't know. It's it's very like loose stuff. Mm-hmm. You know
3: what I mean? Um, it's like there's this guy <laughs> who escaped from the mental the mental institution, and he's he's gonna kill some people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like here here we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Did you? Uh, this was uh, I, not I your think... first
0: time seeing the first one.
3: No, I, I've I've seen the original. So okay, so uh, I I just watched everything except uh, 2018 and uh, Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, the the very first one I had seen was the Rob Zombie uh, version. Okay. The 2007 Rob Zombie one, and then I went and after after watching that, then I went and watched the original. Okay. Um and I had never seen any of the ones in between. Okay. And I never saw I never saw the second Rob Zombie one. Okay. All right. So yeah, like I said, well, i it just is it's just really good um uh, scare tactics. It's just it's just good filmmaking, like good tension. Um the score obviously is doing a lot of work. Yeah. Um there was just nothing. I mean, there was stuff like it. It was just a very very effective scary movie yeah. <laughs> about a murderer. <laughs> Mad do you? Want um, oh. I want to add like the POV stuff. Also, yeah, was a big uh, was a big thing with this movie. There wasn't many stuff that was doing that, like heavy breathing mm-hmm. and everything. You're like, this is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in the the theater on drugs in '78. Yeah. <laughs> Just
2: no, that's freaking that. out. No,
0: yeah. Um. Oh.
3: All right, go ahead. Okay. Go okay. ahead, I mean, woman. Uh, n- n- now, you may speak.
4: How kind! <laughs> kind of you both to allow me to do that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I. You, so-
3: you know the rules.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, no, um, so I've seen obviously like I I saw the original one, I wanna say when I was like either in elementary school or maybe middle school, at like a friend's house. Um, and I've seen like all the uh, like I've seen some of the other ones like on and off, like at Summer Parties, but I hadn't watched any of them recently. The most recent that I've seen have been like we rewatched Halloween, the original one. We rewatched the twenty eighteen Halloween and then we watched Halloween Kills. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, like, I, I loved Halloween from, like, the first time I think I, I saw it, which I remember, was that, like, a, a friend's house? I think it was when we lived in, like, West Virginia. And I was at a friend's house, and their older sister was like, it's fucked up, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you up. You're not ready for this, kid. And I was like, I, I, I really am like, I'm curious. She's like, you're gonna have nightmares. She stabs a guy is- the guy with a coat hanger. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, and like, I thought, I, I think it, like, she built it up to be like, way scarier. Um in my head, I thought it was gonna be, like, ten times gorier for some reason. Um, but no, it's just, like, it's, like, very, it's, like, atmospheric scary, but there's, like, no, with the, uh, you know, opening shot with the stabbed in the tits, there's, like, no blood in that whole movie. It was a lot less gory than I thought. Um, then I ended up really, really enjoying it, but my friend, uh, did have nightmares, did have to go sleep (sighs) in the parents' bedroom.
0: Yeah no yeah i i think it's it's a super effective super sleek film you know (laughs) as as nick said it does it 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 doesn't need like a lot of explanation john carpenter had a pretty small budget it's you know him and deborah hill but then he does the score for Mm -hmm. it he does the camera work for it he does the cinematography for it very much like a
4: labor of love for sure yeah
0: um and it was originally called, like, The Babysitter Murders. Not like, that's the original Not title for for <laughs> Halloween. Which kind of tells... And, and John Carpenter has no kind of gripe telling you very bluntly how he feels about his past work. And he was like, yeah, it was just some movie that we made, you know? Like, it was, it was <laughs> called The Babysitter Murders. We went, we made it, it was good, you know? And, and that's that. Like, that's kind of... <laughs> And then he's like, and then I didn't know what the shit I wanted to do after that, so I wrote a second one, and it was what it is. And that's kind of like John Carpenter's opinion. Good. Um, Good. And he's an incredible... Just cashes fan. that money. Yeah, yeah he does.
3: Yeah. He's an
0: icon. Fair um, enough, man. <laughs> the man. The man just wants to get high and or drink and, and play video games. And that's all he wants to do.
3: Same. Um, do we all? <laughs>
0: And so it's a good game. The, the first time that I saw Halloween was in college uh, for my horror class. It was like one of, the, one of the films that he switched in and out for the slasher. He normally did like Texas Chainsaw and then either Halloween or Texas Chainsaw and then Alien. And I caught him on a year where we were doing Halloween instead of Alien. And... Uh, I thought it was cool as shit, and to to next point, like the soundtrack is doing a lot of work. I saw someone on Twitter compare it to Jaws.
4: Yeah, I, and
0: I think that that's a pretty apt comparison. I agree.
4: That's fair, um,
0: but I think it's great.
4: Like it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no.
1: I was gonna say like the soundtrack is like very simplistic, but mm-hmm. like incredibly effective. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it draws you in and it just keeps that hook going so that way you constantly think about the and just keeps repeating itself over and over again. And honestly, it works really well. I think it works better than the the Jason whisper kills, is what I'm going to call them. Kill, 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 kill. I think that this I think this works so much better. And honestly, like, I think the, the less is more in this movie, the, the less you see of Michael, the more menacing that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they really work with, with their budget. And, and with the times, and I think they make a, make a bitchin' movie.
3: Uh, honestly. Uh, imag- imagine being part of, we, we need to interview someone that experienced, like, the Friday 13th movies in theaters. <laughs> like, a, like a bunch of them. Like what was what was going on in there? Heroin,
0: <laughs> heroin, <Heroine> and <laughs> cocaine live in the theaters.
1: Uh.
3: Not not good stuff, man. Not good, not good stuff. Not good stuff on screen. Not good nope. stuff in the seats. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good was
3: happening there. <laughs> um, no,
0: man. Let me tell you. Like, uh, we talk about it later on halloween is definitely my favorite of of the slasher franchises even
2: over Scream.
0: yeah ultimately because even though i really enjoy the scream franchise and i think that the first one is probably you know one of the most perfect slasher films ever made i enjoy michael i love laurie i prefer laurie over over sydney prescott that's and that's fair. going back to the first halloween i think one of the Things that also does make what about that movie iconic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> do. Like I'm #Dewey man.
0: Hashtag Dewey stands. Um, <laughs>
4: Dewey all the
0: way? No, uh, I think that Laurie Strode and she. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm
3: I'm perfectly fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had we had an onset incident oh, in no. everyone. <laughs> oh, We're gonna have no. to call it union. Oh
3: God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys are fucking done. I'm shutting this down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but no, I, I think that Jamie Lee Curtis takes that character that, that literally anyone else, I think, would have just been, no offense, is evidenced by her, her counterparts. Anyone else would have floundered, I think, in that role. Yeah, and Jamie Lee yes, just right. elevates that whole thing, because she was an icon in the part um, and, and in the in the genre, much like her mother
4: I feel like she's the only one in that... Well, not the only one, but of like the teenagers. I feel like she's the only one who's just, like, not 100% hamming it up the whole time. She actually understands that there's, like, a little bit of, like, subtlety mm-hmm. <laughs> in the film.
0: Her and Donald Pleasance yeah, are, like, I mean, like the, the only Yeah, the only ones, two. But... Everyone
4: else is just full fucking camp, which, like, I love. To, it doesn't
3: bother me. To, to, to add to Donald Pleasance, who uh, really just carries... The rest of the movies on his back yeah. as best as he yeah. can. Yeah. This one too is he just is going nuts. Um, <laughs> he um, the, his scenes with the sheriff are like like hilarious. Honestly. <laughs> I love them so
5: much. I
3: agree. Like like they're very funny. Like the sheriff has no reason like to believe any of this, and he this dude is just rambling like. <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> I've uh, seen the devil's eyes. Like, what are you talking about?
4: <laughs> that scene always makes me think of. Uh, He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he the always... evil is gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great. I love
3: it. He's crazy. It's because th- this poor dude, like, stared. He looked into his eyes. It broke him.
4: It <laughs> did. Looked into his eyes, evil eyes. That's right.
0: Oh,
3: no. It's a funny thing. I like, how does Michael know how to drive a car?
4: Well, I guess. <laughs> my
0: general theory, going into the later sequels, very so briefly, is that the cult taught him how. Oh, boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: that's the right response. That's
5: my theory. <laughs> it's
0: the best I got. Oh, whatever who cares (laughs)
1: man he's murderous
0: based on a zodiac sign, so like the cult could have taught him how to drive
3: (laughs) it's crazy uh best scene in halloween for me is uh it's the the obvious one like the closet scene
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah
3: Yeah. because there's nowhere to go
0: (laughs) um honestly i think my favorite scene in that first halloween i actually i really enjoy i think one of the most effective moments it's not maybe my favorite but i think one of the most effective moments is when jamie lee is running from like the neighbor's house and you know and the neighbor turns on the light then turns the light back off and she's just yeah. kind of desperate and she's screaming and no one is coming out. Um, and I think that that's a, a pretty effective moment for me um, in that first movie. Um, my my actual, I think, if I had to say any, if I had to say any moment was truly my favorite moment, it is probably the moment where Donald Pleasance sees the I'm, kids coming up to the porch, <laughs> and he's so like, Lonnie! <laughs> You get your ass out of that.
1: <laughs> Perfect. We're done here. One Incredible take. moment. Thank you so much.
0: Because what a, what a choice.
4: <laughs> I love Commitment. it. Commitment. I love it. Yeah.
0: That's probably my favorite.
4: 100% agree. That's well, actually the scene I was going to say is my favorite <laughs> from the fucking movie. Uh, the, only, the only other scene I think. Sorry, I, I,
3: I, I was wrong. It's it's anytime he's on screen. You're right. I
4: mean, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> um no I think
3: sorry do, what, yeah
4: <laughs> good job um again of I mean, like holding tension with like not a lot like one of the other scenes I really really do enjoy is um you know it's like her friend who's babysitting and she gets the stuff on her shirt and mm-hmm. not when she gets stuck in the window that sh- shit that's <laughs> stupid as hell but just like It's the knowledge of, like, it's like, again, like, nothing happens, but just the knowledge that it's like, you know he's out there, and she goes, Mm -hmm. and then you see him, like, outside the window, and it's just, like, it's a perfect opportunity. It's just, yeah, the sketchiness and just, like, the knowing, like, I always think, like, how many times have I just, like, walked outside or, like, walked my, you know, trash, and, like, who the fuck knows? (laughs) Made my own paranoia. Who the fuck knows who's out there watching?
3: It's also, um, what also makes it really scary is that, you know, th- this isn't, they don't reveal this, and then this later no longer becomes canon, I guess, that um, uh, that Lori is uh, uh, Michael Myers' sister.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So th- this is just like a random act of violence, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea, like, what they're trying to do, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. besides hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well,
4: which I actually I, don't know, I like that more. I feel yeah. like there's Oh, well, cuz
3: yeah, it, it's very scary.
4: <laughs> it is, well, and it's yeah. like more real life. Like there mm-hmm. are just mm-hmm. random acts of violence that occur. Um, which is like more terrifying, <laughs> I think, than um you know, I, I feel like you get into some of that too with, like, some of the Scream franchise and stuff like that mm-hmm. where they try to, like, interconnect and everyone's, like, someone's secret fucking cousin. You know, like, all that <laughs> kind of shit. Well, um, and it kind of takes away from it a little bit because I agree. I I like, which is, like, you know, again, thinking back and we re- just recently rewatched the, like, most recent two and I, I personally prefer thinking about, like, the OG Halloween and then those two as, like, direct sequel, which they are supposed to be, basically. They retcon yeah. a lot yeah. of that shit
0: yeah and and like sky brings up like billy loomis's whole monologue on on motivation and screen Mm -hmm. and and what's more palpable knowing or not knowing, kind of Mm -hmm. you know um and with with michael myers in this first one you don't know know other than essentially he's here to recreate what he did that night but kind of worse because he goes and he gets his sister's headstone and actually what's interesting is is laurie strode is the final girl but the person that he clearly attributes to being the most like his sister is annie
4: the, the bad
0: babysitter, she's, the bad watcher.
4: Yeah, she's the one that he puts right mm-hmm. in front of his uh, or her gravestone.
0: Exactly. So that's the, the person that he kind of equivocates with, with his own sister. And so, like, the movie is so simple, so clean, so straightforward that, um, and I talk about it in a little bit of the write-up that I do, I say that a lot of horror slasher sequels go, and instead of focusing on, like, the cathartic, cathartic experience of surviving a uh, life-altering act of violence, you end up focusing instead on trying to understand the killer and Mm -hmm. digging deeper into their mythos in the sequels. And so oftentimes the body count ends up, you know, mounting and it becomes a little bit more it it becomes almost less horrific on a certain level the further into some of the sequels that you get because it is about the mounting body count and about Michael or Jason or Freddy or whomever
1: yeah and the and the lineage that that mm-hmm. kind of you know brings forth and their connection to it. And, mm-hmm. it, and it and it does make it less scary because also like I'm not connected to this lineage so therefore I'm technically fine and like yeah. I can't put myself in those shoes anymore because I'm not like this the special breed yeah of person you and know, so who's this personally affected
0: and so this first one where there is no Michael Laurie connection to to back to to bring it back around to Nick's point is what makes this first one especially so palpable. Mm-hmm. It's like if Jaws only went after the children of Sheriff Brody, like <laughs> 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 yes.
4: <Yeah. laughs> Be a better movie, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> a better and and, and we
0: found out that like the only reason that Jaws was like this was because Jaws was was an Aquarius, you know, like
4: and also he was half brother with the uh, the sheriff's children. That's yeah, and so on, right? that's what happened.
3: And then they would, you know, do the tie-in with uh, Free Willy. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously,
4: obviously, yes,
3: perfect. And then perfect it would. It would receive a revival with the Water Horse movie later. Oh
0: yeah, Jaws versus Willy versus Flipper. Um,
1: Box office smash right here. I'd watch that.
0: But no that that first that first Halloween film is is really just incredible. Mm-hmm. um And I think that that's partially also why, even though other people try to replicate it, no one hits quite as hard as that first one. And also why even though. This franchise has its own hiccups. It never, I think, falters as badly as, as some of the others do.
4: You don't think it has a stanker quite like Freddy versus Jason? No. <laughs> um, beautiful film.
0: <laughs> God, I mean... A mess. Honestly, truthfully, I think gun to my head, to be honest, if you ask me Halloween 2 or Freddy vs. Jason, I'd probably watch Freddy vs. Jason again. Not Halloween 2 or Halloween Kills, but Rob Zombie's Halloween 2.
4: Uh, Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have to specify. I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Halloween 2 is just like, let's watch J.B. Lee get around a hospital for a little bit. Yeah, but... <laughs> so I had to, I had to clarify. So,
0: <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason I do not enjoy, but, like, gun to my head, I'd probably watch Halloween, or I'd probably watch Freddy vs. Jason again over Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I'll probably re-watch Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 eventually. I
2: haven't seen any of the Rob Zombie ones.
0: The first one's great. In its own way,
1: I think it sets a tone, and then the second one goes. What if I
0: didn't do that? (laughs) What if I did none of that tone?
1: I'm gonna lean further into Rob Zombie tones instead Mm -hmm. of whatever I set up in the first one.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's it's a it's a different breed of cat. Um.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like like both of them. I want to know what drugs he was on, man. I want to know specifically what drug it was, how much he took of it, and... A lot. He
0: took a lot. However much mm-hmm. it, he could take off of his wife as a person. However much he could manage to consume off of her body.
3: Jesus. He's, he snorts her essence. <laughs> like a vampire. Like a vampire. It's just the essence. Just...
0: Um. So if you had to give the first Halloween a, a rating... Uh, I guess we'll go from from who started first. So Nick, out of five, what do you give him? Uh,
3: uh, I give I give Halloween a four uh, out of five. I, I like I dock a point because it's very funny when Michael shows his like little house of horrors and everything's perfectly timed. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, Michael's, no, Michael's just happened. funny. No, 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 I know. Uh,
0: Michael's just funny. He's got, He's got jokes. jokes.
3: He's, got jokes. He's, He's an awesome. artist that was very creative
0: he <laughs> has he has a real sense of dark he's got a macabre whimsy that i think um david gordon green taps into again later on yeah. in his own films i think that not many other filmmakers realized that that michael was very intentionally creating something specific
4: it's like a it's a scene. Well there's mm-hmm. like we he has some mood. We talk yeah. about like uh you know, there's like the opening shot in like the OG Halloween seventy eight and then at the beginning is it the beginning of Halloween Kills where they do the same thing, right? Yes.
0: Wait, 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 repeat.
4: You know how they do like the shot that's like that, like set of like tableau in front of like the house? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. They yes. do the yes. No, but, like, I don't know. That's the thing that I really like about the movies is I feel like it's, like, yeah, it very much, there's, like, a, a tableau. There's, like, a scene. There's, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's, he's, like, I'm not just gonna murder people. I'm gonna make one of them fucking flop out of the closet upside down. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking carve someone's head he's into, like, up, gonna... like, a pumpkin and shove a flesh. Like, be like, me. If anyone <laughs> is... cute, right? Anyone...
0: <laughs> Anyone on my path and immediate is immediate. But the moment that I have the chance to, to do something, to I want to do crafts with it.
4: Yes. yes. Really? He's really, that's what he is. Mm-hmm. He should, he's <laughs> just, plain, uh, he really <laughs> likes arts and crafts.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Artisan. Yeah. But no, Um. I would, I would give it like a, I don't know, like a, a 4.5. I really, I really. Okay.
2: okay. Dear. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think think I'll second that. Four and a half. 4.5. bam. Five. knew it.
0: Perfect film. I I, I could honestly watch the first Halloween pretty endlessly. I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't have a lot of problems with it. And a lot of the issues that I do have, I guess, technically with it. I don't know. don't they don't fuss me too much because i i think that
1: (laughs) this movie is innocent
0: (laughs) i think that i think that shit slaps and i think a lot of people did a lot with very little
1: yeah no yeah i mean honestly at the end of the day i think that my my main note is is all of the the rest of the acting that happens (laughs) no that's fair (laughs) where she literally like gets choked to death and like we watch her go cross-eyed for like five minutes I love, <laughs> I love the cross-eyed death, uh, <laughs> so like uh, I gotta give them some points.
0: Um, but no, I I I think that I think that that's all pretty fair. Um, I I think that everything after this one is is pretty much up to taste. I think the first one is universal. I think everything after the first one is immediately where we go. Well, it's a little bit to taste.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: So the Halloween sequels. So <laughs> yeah, which of these the you had seen the zombie season, ones, um, or you had seen the first zombie one? You still haven't seen the new sequels. So what did you think of specifically Halloween two through Halloween six?
3: The Halloween two, I think, is like fine, just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. like I, I, I'm like it's 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 not bad. I think it's funny that Jamie Lee Curtis has, like, no lines. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like sh- sh- she's, she's there. She just is, like, in the hospital. And she's just, like, you know? she's like, like, furniture. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. um, you don't care that much, about it. We kind of talked about this last time, actually. Because I had just watched it.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah. yeah. It's, like, almost the same. Like, we talked about, like, the hospital is, like, incredibly empty. <laughs>
0: yeah, and they don't try to make you care about anyone. And anyone that they do no. try to make you care about in that hospital does not matter.
3: It's really weird. It's it's like dead noise. Yeah. In that hospital. Like. Yeah. <laughs> or like um, it's not it, it, it's just noise like in between the scenes. <laughs> it's it's not any character building or anything.
0: And this is solidly the pivot even though Laurie becomes the explanation for Michael's pursuit you know it is the minimizing of lori as a character and the increasing of loomis as a real lead of the good guy side of the story for a little while
1: it really like takes off from this point on honestly yeah for for a while until until up until his his own you know personal personal death i guess yeah
3: yeah that's that's because jamie lee curtis was like and i'm out." yeah
1: and (laughs) then they like drag her back in too
0: (laughs) um so like out of what did you think of season of the witch
3: i really like season of the witch (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah season of the witch rip again just because it's completely different um
1: oh yeah and it's 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 very cool confident confident in how different it is (laughs) yeah
0: Um, Um, for me, Season of the Witch kind of reminded me on a certain level of, of almost like Stephen King does a Halloween story.
5: Yeah.
0: You know, um, it's, it's interesting. They, so on Halloween 2, John Carpenter had some different ideas on what to do with it. Originally, he wanted to do an apartment, not a hospital and they ended up settling on a hospital and the 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 script was short and so they were like you gotta you gotta give us more and he was like i don't know what the hell to do and so he stayed up late (laughs) and ended up writing a whole bunch of scenes and that's what led to halloween 2 having the whole sibling uh dynamic between laurie and michael is literally just him cranking it out and he openly yes. does not enjoy that part of the script. He openly does not seem overly fond of Halloween too. Um, and so Halloween three was them being like, "What? Well, well, what if we really did something different?" And it absolutely was just bomb of the century, which is a real shame because it's a neat movie on its own terms.
3: Yeah, he like had wanted it to be like an anthology series. Yeah.
0: And I think just, on a certain level yeah. he did kind of achieve that. Cause I think that if you look at it, you know, you have Season of the Witch, then you have the finishing out of this first arc with four, five, six, then you pivot into H twenty, mm-hmm.
5: which reestablishes
0: the timeline. Then you pivot into the Rob Zombie films, which does a whole remake. Then you pivot into uh halloween and halloween kills which again goes back and does this whole retcon re-establishing thing so on Mm -hmm. a certain level i think that they did do an anthology thing just maybe not necessarily the way that they intended to do
1: it yeah it's more focused around michael instead of it just being like you know desperate events that are happening just happen to be on on the day of halloween
0: yeah it's perpetual reinvention of the, of the core narrative.
1: Yeah. Choose your own adventure.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what did you think of
3: The Return the of, season the, of the... Oh, I was gonna say the Season of the Witch Rocks has a mystery. Like, this guy plays detective. It has, like, a cult. Yes, it has witchcraft. <laughs> and it, it builds up and just, like, is insane. And yeah.
4: it's a cliffhanger too. It's nuts. It's insane. Well, and um, that movie
0: also has some of the least violence, but it's also some of the most impactful. Yeah. In the in the franchise, like I still sometimes, when I stop and think about the movies at large, think about you know the the split open face. Or the, the insects and the snakes coming out of the kid's head. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, it's but That, it's that part was fucked. Yeah! That part is fucked!
1: My favorite is, like, his mom just, like, dying of, like, sheer shock.
3: <laughs> a, heart, a heart attack. He just
1: she just passes out on the ground, and that's it for mom. She is dead. Goodbye.
3: Yeah. Uh, in really insane scene. Yeah. Because you have, you have no idea, like, what exactly is the plan here? And he's like, this is the plan, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this the plan?
1: <laughs> so we're just killing children. The, yes. yeah, there, there's,
3: like, a, a lot of reviews where, like, you know, the plan makes no sense, and I'm like, well, that's, like, the, it's the chaotic nature of it. He just, it's, like, a crazy...
0: He tells you exactly what it is? Genesis <laughs> he's like this is he's like this is the lineup of you know the planets this is gonna be our greatest opportunity for our greatest blood sacrifice
1: ever yeah Yeah. that's that's the plan the plan is killing children (laughs) 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 done
0: (laughs) and and again that goes back to the horror kind of of even um of michael you know it's not the sibling dynamic it's just he's doing it there's no greater meaning he's just doing uh, it yeah he wants to isn't that more horrifying yeah,
3: yeah it's uh, the which is a constant even and probably especially in the rob zombie <laughs> versions yeah also um okay so halloween for <laughs> the, the return okay the return of the return of michael myers i thought was mostly just like kind of boring a lot of people like this me i think i was mostly just bored
0: this is this is our eighth we we ranked all of them yes to also kind of help keep notes on on just what was what
3: yeah so halloween four is the first one that introduces jamie which is a laurie strode's daughter Mm -hmm. and laurie is dead at this point yeah and Uh, she's a little girl and she's living she was like adopted by like one of the families from the original movie
2: um see i
3: can't even remember
0: (laughs) she's so like she's been adopted and she's living with her family and her sister kind of um there's this whole thing of like you know do you love me or do you or do you not actually consider me family? Yeah. And um, all throughout is this connection to Michael that gets revealed. And um, along the way, eventually, like, the sister ends up um, like going above and beyond to try and keep the sister safe. And the sister finally realizes that like her sister loves her, but also she realizes this connection with Michael and she goes and she touches hands with Michael and, and she sympathizes with him and she comes home and decides to go. And uh, that movie ends with her killing her mom. The next movie goes back and is like, Oh no, she -hmm. just stabbed her a little, but she's fine.
3: But,
1: but a <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: but movie remember four big, is
3: like. Remember the big impact of the ending of the last movie. Well, just kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, um, because like I that was the thing that I did like about four was like honestly I thought the movie overall was pretty like, eh, but that ending for me was really impactful. This idea that Michael was dead, but that because of the bloodline there was something that that was transmissible in it
3: i i i do really like um rachel mm-hmm. in that movie um jamie's uh sister jamie's like you know adoptive sister
2: no for yes sure. yes yes no i think that movie
0: for the most part is pretty competent um the only reason I think that it's kind of down around eight is because that's, that's almost where I'm hitting the middle of the pack stuff and like something kind of has to come down lower. Um, yeah. But of the, of the like four, five, six movies, um, four is my favorite
3: of the, of the comeback films. Oh, okay. See, I, I'm weird because I actually liked, I think, I, I liked uh, Halloween 5, the, okay. the Revenge of Michael Myers, more than 4, I think because to me it was um, so bad that it was more entertaining <laughs> to me than, than 4 was, because like you were saying, like most of 4 is just like, like, all right. Um, but, but Halloween five to me has like so many like bad moments that are just like very, <laughs> so it, it, I was more engaged by it.
0: See, for me, the, the one that has the bad moments that make me go, this is art is, uh, Halloween resurrection, which is my Oh man.
3: For Halloween. Dude. Ha- we'll get to Halloween resurrection.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mostly. <laughs> Um, i was like what what is this you
0: know <laughs> um no i i like five i think that for me it it's a movie that's been like thoroughly tweaked edited and messed with that's why like the the man in black story feels so pointless in five and so i ultimately <laughs> end up preferring yeah. six over five but under four mm-hmm. Um, for me, 4, 5, and 6 are all kind of like really just to pick your poison of of which evils you want to live and deal with.
3: I, I I love 5 with the scene where, where she's like, big woman! Where Loomis and everyone, they're trying to figure out where whoever is at, and they're at like a, a grocery store. And... um. Jamie is like Cookie
5: Woman,
3: <laughs> <laughs> be, be, because she, she she lost the ability to speak. I literally hate. Back. I hate the
5: fact that
2: she just got like mute.
3: <laughs> and 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 her other friend and, and that part's so funny because who is it? Um, <laughs> Tina, Tina, right? T- t- Tina's that. in that movie.
5: That's right.
3: And and. Tina goes to visit her in, like, the asylum, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And then, um, as, as, as Jamie literally, like, a child, like, begs and screams for her to stay, because she's like, you're gonna die out there, or whatever, like, Tina's like, ooh, I gotta go, sorry, like, well, I really gotta go, though, she's like, I gotta go get laid. She's like, there's a, there's a special someone. You'll find a special someone. And then she goes to the party. And, and then when they're like, hey, where's such and such, who she was with? She, she was like, why would I care? <laughs> like, what? It's
2: just so bad. It's
5: pretty,
3: it's, it's pretty funny stuff. Halloween 5 also has a really insane person who gets, like, the, the, the sex scene. He's like the blonde guy. Yeah, you know I'm talking about who's like at the party, and yeah, he's yeah, like,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> like, like he's insane.
0: Yeah, the the he's weird, like, like miscreant guy.
3: He, he's totally tweaking. um yeah. like he's he's freaking out,
0: <laughs> freaking out, working all that. He does like the jump scare on them and and that kind of thing. Yeah. In, the, in the barn.
3: Oh,
1: oh, 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 goodness!
3: Very very scary stuff. Like he should have been the villain. Yeah, <laughs> the better movie right there he was he was horrifying i didn't like him sorry sorry to that actor maybe you were trying to do a, a, a thing well, get back to me if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> explain yourself let me
0: know <laughs>
1: <laughs> leave it in the comments
0: <laughs> email us at the film buds
1: <laughs> that's right
0: um no i i i i get where you're at um so what did you think then of Number six, the curse of Michael Myers.
3: I, I didn't like six. <laughs> um,
0: what do you think I, of Paul
2: like,
3: Rudd? Paul Rudd is fine. He just like, unfortunately, he doesn't seem to know what the hell's going on because how no. could you? Not even. And a
1: little if bit. you read like,
3: if you read the production, they were writing it like while they were filming and everything. So you know. Like, I, I don't really, I don't understand, like, who, everyone in that movie is like, I don't understand any motivation. I don't understand my character. I don't know what's happening.
1: I think it's the worst with, with Tommy, with Paul Rudd's character, because, like, from scene to scene, he'll just, you know, his entire motivations will shift and change, and, like, his emotional uh, responses will change, and just feels like you're not sure what level this man is truly on, like, mentally, at a certain You keep point. thinking...
3: You keep thinking it's gonna be like aha, like I'm in on it, because he because he acts all weird, and maybe that's the trick, maybe that's the point. But, uh, also they're
1: not really like leaning into that as hard as I feel like they should be, you know. I don't know. Really, really pick a lane. Once he pick, once he gets that baby, he's like, I'm instantly less motivated to being the creepy neighbor, but I yeah. may still watch you through my my telescope. TBD.
3: Donald Pleasance kills it yet again. No, uh, no I was every about time. to say, number six
0: <laughs> is definitely, like, since number two, this is the one where Donald Pleasance has probably had to do, like, the most to carry the whole thing.
1: Well, it's, it's, he's literally picked up the entire franchise on his back and is trudging through the snow right now with it. Mm, no, and that's like,
0: number six. He's, he's working his ass off to keep this movie afloat. Um which end which one did you end up watching?
3: I watched the producer's cut.
0: Okay. Um so what are what are some of the differences between the original and the the producers?
3: Um so the producer's cut ends with um
0: Loomis and him I don't know if the, I the the doctor <laughs> isn't that
3: he loomis gets like the curse of thorn and so i guess he's gonna he's either gonna start killing people which would be very funny i they should have i want to see that (laughs) or or he's gonna get someone to do the killing for him like uh win
2: whatever that guy's name was
0: okay i wasn't sure if there was anything uh, there that you knew no
3: no sorry okay okay here we go sorry no. <laughs> no you're fine you're fine okay okay there there are different uh scores and musical cues oh there are, there are shifts in the plot it
2: so, said um let's see
3: okay so in the finale of the producer's cut uh, Kara awakens at Smiths Grove Sanitarium on his concrete slab surrounded by the cult members. Um, they're gonna kill the baby, Stephen, that Paul Rudd found the bus station. Uh, that's a good scene, yeah. <laughs> by the way, when he finds the baby,
2: that's uh, probably
4: one of his best scenes in the movie.
3: So it's a, it it. it <laughs> It's revealed that, that Steve and the baby is a product of incest between Jamie and Michael. How wonderful. And, and uses and uses this to try to convince Michael not to kill the baby. Tommy holds Wynn hostage, forcing the cult to free Kara. And they run with the children through the sanitarium until they reach a locked gate. This, yeah, this scene is hilarious. Tommy uses the power of the ancient runes to stop Michael in his tracks. This is literally Paul Rudd emptying a little bag that might as well be like D&D dice. (laughs) Just little, like, rock runes and he just, like, places them on the ground. And then he, um, he, like, controls Michael. (laughs) That's amazing. And And then he has to go and, like, Unfortunately, he has to like deadpan like it worked, like the light of the ancient runes like stopped him, <laughs> or
1: some
0: <laughs> shit like that. Poor Paul
3: Rudd of uh, unfortunate dialogue.
0: Thankless job.
1: That's right.
3: So, yeah, uh another substantial difference is the producer's cut. um So in the original version, Jamie Lloyd dies like in the field after getting chased down in the car, and that's it. Uh, In the produce in the producer's cut, she's remains in a coma at the hospital, and she's in the movie for like a a good bit longer. Um, But she still dies. Someone comes and shoots her in the head. That's in the cult. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I do remember that. My God, these
1: movies all blend together at a certain point.
0: But that's also just where we're at mentally.
1: No, yeah, that's what um, happens when you watch forty movies in a month.
3: Yeah, so, so the in in the theatrical cut, um, the guy who uh, Michael throws into like the power plant or whatever, the the electrical grid, um, and the theatrical cut, they added a shot of his head graphically exploding.
0: Noise. Man, add add that back in.
3: (laughs) That's some fun. There's probably like a hybrid cut somewhere online, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. (laughs) For sure.
0: Um so then after this, they did the first reboot for the anniversary, which was H20. Yeah, (laughs) nineteen uh nineteen ninety-eight. Um, I like this one a lot. Man, this is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it goes back to this the was, basics. It's simple. This
3: is this was very good. I think the drama between Jamie Lee Curtis and her son is very compelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I really enjoy her relationship with the the guy who plays her like love interest. I don't remember his name at the moment. Um, Adam Arkin. Yes, yeah. I think they have great chemistry. <laughs> I think that Jamie's got her her classic haircut of the the '90s, and she looks great in it. <laughs>
3: Uh, LL Cool J and his wife over the phone. That's right. Very funny.
1: Mm, mm, the surprise he survives at the end <laughs> is also.
3: That that was very funny.
1: <laughs> like he he died, but th- that's fine. That's, those are those are my details.
3: He was up walking and talking.
1: Yeah, he was he was okay. Didn't even need to get rushed to the hospital. He was like, maybe I'm gonna make another book." At the end of the movie, like he was he was good. uh, i
3: i think it's hilarious how at the end jamie lee curtis is like go like go on without me and they're like what are you doing she's like go without me she like stays to like fight him like an idiot and like does a terrible job of it
0: (laughs) you know yeah this this movie um I think it does the the good job of of bringing down the body count and some of the typical sequelisms, while also still making Michael effective and creepy and terrifying.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, a, a lot more people survive than you think. I kept thinking like they're dead, you know, they're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, but, um, the
1: teenagers just so convenient that they all went on like vacation or whatever. <laughs> Whole empty school, basically, for Michael to kill, like, two people in.
3: They all went to Yosemite.
1: hmm
0: No, yeah, it's, like, it's a pretty low body count for a little while before you get LJ, LL Cool J coming back. You even think for a little while that he's dead, but it's not even Michael's fault, you know? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting little movie. I like H20 a lot.
1: No, yeah, and honestly, I think that this movie... Um does a really good job of kind of like subverting what you're expecting while still also fitting in the, in a comfortable groove of this is a Halloween movie. These are the things that a Halloween movie does. Um, and honestly, yeah, I, I love the the twist that like he doesn't get, you know, attacked by by michael as that's the the cause of him him going down you know because you're you're totally with the character the entire time you expect you know when he pulls the trigger for it to be michael myers and 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 not ll cool j at the end of the hall um because you're you're right there with him the whole ride and i think that this movie just does a really good job of keeping keeping audience attention from like beginning to end mm-hmm Whereas uh, some of the others, I definitely remember zoning in and out of at random and going, "Where are we now? What's happening?"
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 just
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what are your thoughts on resurrection?
3: Like I said, man, the snooze. I, I I think the opening is still so, like insulting. <laughs> That's funny. How they're just like, uh, actually, she didn't kill him. From H two O, like, and then now she's dead. They just killed Jamie Lee Curtis right off the bat.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
5: they say fuck her. And
3: it's going to be about these random people in this house doing like a web series, and this they're like live. They were live streaming it before. It was cool. That's right. Um, but the movie doesn't do anything interesting with that at all, in my opinion. Not not camera wise, not. Story wise, they don't, to me, it doesn't do anything interesting with it. Um, and th- they, they like have like the cuts to like people watching and then they like kind of just like abandon it.
5: Yeah. until <laughs> <so> they're like hearing <laughs> like, at the
3: end. Like right when it would become engaged. Yeah. Like right when it would become engaging, they're just like, uh, ah, we don't know what to do with that. Yeah. And, and you don't care. Um, I think I think Buster Rhymes fighting Michael Myers is awesome. That's Yeah. It.
5: Ten out
1: of ten
3: Amazing. cinema. <laughs>
1: that's right.
2: Um true cinema, dude. No he's good, I, dude. I, 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 I
0: mean, I, mean
3: <laughs> I think he's good.
0: No, for sure. Um I, I think that everything that you said about the movie is pretty fair. Um I thought that it was pretty weird that they killed Jamie Lee, literally right at the start, just after bringing her back. Um, And especially the way that they did it. Yep. Um, It felt very like, I don't want to come back. And they were like, well, you have to. And she was like, then kill me.
1: (laughs) And they said, okie dokie.
0: Yep. And it is so weird that we set up this final girl throughout the whole movie just to have Busta Rhymes literally save the whole fucking day. Um, But for me, I think that this was just such a departure from the franchise at large like i know that a lot of people are like oh season of season of the witch is really out there like this is the most out there halloween movie of them all i think
3: because yeah but season of the witch is good
0: oh, no, for sure. <laughs> um i think this movie is absolutely fucking nuts i think that i like it For being so dumb,
1: yeah, a little bit. It's 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 stupid. It is a stupid movie where you know you're just following a bunch of teen kids doing stupid teenage kid things, and and so (laughs)
0: bored. (laughs) Oh man, trust me, this thing is so much better than most of the Friday the 13th movies. Uh, I, bet, uh, I think it's probably rugged. the most
1: Friday the 13th that the the Halloween franchise ever gets for me. It That's just, true. It just says what if we didn't care anymore and we just kept Michael popping in at random spots and and now the Myers house has a tunnel system. That's at that
3: point thing. you got at that point you got to blame the audience.
5: Mm.
3: Yeah, like cut it, cut it out. <laughs>
5: <You've>
3: been- <laughs> Even Transformers didn't get that far.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: we only got five of them.
1: I mean, honestly, if, if given the chance, I feel like they'd, they'd get this far.
0: All right, so, um, Nick, if you, if you had to, to rank the – I don't, I don't want to keep you too long. I know that you've got other things. No, no, no,
3: no, 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 I got time. Okay, you sure? Yeah, yeah. I All set right. the time for this.
0: All right, let's do it then. All right, so Halloween Resurrection. After that, we move on to what is that? I guess the the reboot.
1: Yeah. Um, the no, Rob
0: zombie no. reboot. Zombie. What This is a special film for you.
3: Yeah, yeah. Th- this was a very affecting movie. Like I said, this was the first version I saw of it, and I had never seen. I, I guess there's like. These kind of movies kind of came out around this time, like the early two thousands, and everything. Where horror just had like a real intensity to it, and like a real like dirty kind of realism.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: that that could, like, that could still be shocking, you know. Like a weird like in, it, it used that to show like there's always a way that horror can still be like shocking, right? You think you've seen it all. then the genre evolves into something different. So I think Rob Zombie really thrived during that time, like the post 9-11 horror (laughs) kind of vibe. Um, So yeah, the first time I saw this was like pretty soon after it came out. So I was, (laughs) I can't do math, uh, 14, 14 or 15 when I saw this. Um, I like, uh, I just never seen that kind of violence portrayed like that. Yeah. You know, um, in particular, the scene that I was just like, really, like, after this scene, which is very early on, is when he kills uh, his school bully, honestly, yeah. from that moment on, like, I-, I watched the rest of the movie just kind of like in a daze, like, only thinking about that one scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um because I'm especially horrified of like getting literally beaten to death, yeah <laughs> um yeah, just yeah that level of intensity i I like that he goes for like the realism, like, oh well like what if it, it, Michael isn't- a, especially like a mythical or like a supernatural like creature in this mm-hmm. he could just be like a huge like hulk and dude. <laughs> who's just like mentally broken because of like a shitty childhood? You know, you know how it goes. <laughs> um, so I I appreciated that. Like I said, this was just like such an intense movie for me. <laughs> I hadn't seen anything on that level before. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't know. There's something about Rob Zombie's movies, like the the movies like this like the rep of like they're you know so violent and so like a dour you know and nihilistic and everything like for the sake of it and I think that's definitely I think that's definitely fair for like a lot of stuff Um, but I don't know so something about like Rob Zombie's movies I think he is able to capture like some kind of truth in it in like a weird fucked up way in the same way, you know, if you look at like his influences, like Toad Cooper, and that was like another really big uh movie for me was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, just because there's something just so like you're like, this is like fucked up what I'm watching, you know. Yeah. This is like so much. Um yeah,
0: for sure. Um, honestly, watching the Rob Zombie Halloween made me kind of recontextualize a little bit of like where Halloween kills comes from. You know, I hadn't seen (laughs) the, the zombie film before seeing kills and suddenly, and, and kills is a, is a pissed off, mean spirited, nihilistic, dour kind of movie. Okay. Um, but I think it's, it's trying to, again, grip at something through that a little bit realer. Yeah. And so watching Halloween, this this 2017 reboot, I was like, holy shit, this is definitely the straw that he is grasping at very heavily. Is yeah, this yeah. almost painful to watch thing mm-hmm.
5: That, mm-hmm.
0: That, yeah. that takes some of the veneer off the violence and just makes it breathtaking.
3: Yeah, like, uh, really the performances are what just knock it out of the park. It's just such like a of like a ferocity to him, like I said, there's like a truth to it. like this kind of this kind of violence, and again, in this movie, they they, they don't do the reveal of
2: um I don't think they do.
3: No, they don't do the reveal that like their brother and sister in this movie. in the zombie in, one in the in the zombie remake, they reveal it in the second one.
1: They reveal it for it's, Laurie in the second one, but like I think it's I think known the for audience the audience knows. that Laurie is is related to Michael pretty pretty early on, especially when he like shows the the picture at the end.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right. think that's, that that's that was that movie. High. Okay, right, yeah, that, that that's where I was fucking up. No, you're right, I was wrong. Um, anyway, well, still like the, this. Uh, my my point was he captures this thing of like this kind of violence is just like it, it is it is, like, disgusting. Like, it is upsetting. Yeah. It, it is, it, it is longer than you'd like. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of thing is, would go on longer than you'd like, and the ones that go quick are, like, are still just as upsetting. Yeah. You know?
0: And, and that definitely, I think, is something, again, going back to, to Kills is, is something that I felt very kindred here, was that kind of, like, certain ones are meant to make you uncomfortable because that's just how it's playing out, you know? Like, that person is just yeah. bleeding out. That person is just dealing with that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas other ones are just like, Michael needs to get through. hmm You know, and there is a very real distinction in him as a character of this weird brutality that, that can sometimes go for so long versus I just need to be efficient now. And it, it, it is always a very interesting character choice. And you see that on display in, in, in both this and Kills. Um, yeah. And a little bit less so in Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie Halloween 2.
1: Yeah, I'd say that that's fair. The um, most,
0: like, this movie, Halloween 2 is, is the opening in the hospital.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I movie. think that I, I enjoyed the Ron Zombie version of it. This was uh, my first time watching it. Um... I think that the movie really, really soars when it is focused primarily on Michael and and his perspective and and the things most closely related to him. I think that the movie really falls once we like switch over to it being about Laurie. I mm-hmm. think that um I don't know who she is um the the actor who plays Lori or any of her friends I thought that they were pretty subpar um as 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 just um keeping my interest of of whether or not like their stakes or or anything related to them um and I guess for for me I could have I could have dealt with less of that part of it, because most of that, most of that narrative also pretty much follows the original Halloween, almost verbatim, except for, like, minor tweaks here and there, and I definitely feel like, um, I I love you
3: didn't want it to do that?
1: No, yeah, and also, like, I know that story, and I just didn't need need to see, I guess, like, a worse or acted version of it, just, just to keep this storyline going, like,
0: or you would have preferred mm -hmm. to just keep it, specifically in the michael perspective.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think that the, like we really have like an interesting thing like starting with Michael and like moving like I could have seen that whole whole halloween day through through Michael's perspective more often instead of just like watching um, you know, not not Jamie Lee Curtis run around and screaming for help, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I thought that it was really interesting, like his whole like interest with the masks and stuff like that. That was something that we had never like focused on. And I really like his, the the his his childhood and all of that stuff. I thought that those were like really the, the strongest points of this movie for me. Was like you know almost feeling yeah. feeling bad for for him the entire time. You know even even through all of his brutal attacks and all poor of that. poor Danny Trejo, man. Oh, poor Danny Trejo! Yeah. <laughs> like you feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted more Danny Trejo. <laughs>
0: um, so what did you think of of Halloween 2?
3: Uh I, I like Halloween 2 less, but I still do like Halloween 2. Um to me it's 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 just like a less kind of a less compelling thing of like the same idea that he does of just like capturing like how violence Kind of like can permeate you know and and spread mm-hmm. um and follow you <laughs> yeah. follows. Um, and and like the just like the the cruelty of it you know like yeah. i said like there's such there's such a dour movies and like almost everyone like so many of the characters are just like scumbags mm-hmm. and the yeah. ones that aren't the ones that aren't either like die horrifically or are like forever scarred.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I think that um, for me, right. Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, I think that it's a very ambitious movie that that's rarely landing as much as it wants. And also sometimes I feel like, um, It just doesn't feel as well thought out and maybe that is just because he had such a crystal vision of what the first one was supposed to be. But I don't think that he went into the second one having anywhere near as, like, defined a story. And so the whole thing for me felt very, very loose compared yeah, to...
3: Yeah, he he, he he didn't want to do it originally. He He said he was pretty burnt out from doing the the first one yeah and they were like and they were like you have to do a second one. and he's like <laughs> he's like i don't want to do it and like you have to do it and he's like okay fine but like i want to be able to do whatever i want and they're like okay but like he didn't have a ton of time to do it yeah
2: i think
5: that he took, uh... a,
3: bu- he took a bunch of time off like after the whole release of the first one Mm-hmm. sorry
1: go ahead no 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 you're fine um I think that for me I think that the the movie is like going fine for a while and then we start to really lean into the the like shared psychosis I guess is what I'm gonna call it of Michael and his now that we know sister Lori yeah. or um Angel Myers and I guess for me the the line of where um really where it hits reality, for me, is kind of squiffy, you know, um, that whole scene where she's getting, like, held down by these visions of, of, of the past, basically, and, like, fighting for her life, and, and everybody's, like, Lori, there's nothing there, there's nothing holding you down, and she's, she's totally in it, and they're sharing this whole, like, vision, you know, for me, I'm, like, I don't, I guess, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you're trying to tell me with this at all, (laughs) Um, and, and totally fine with like the, the mysticism of it, I guess I just wanted, you know, to, to understand the rules a little bit more of it.
3: Right.
1: To, to kind of, I guess, ground it in, in what it was trying to tell me in the plot, because for the longest, I just assumed that this was something that was purely just Michael's hallucination, Michael's, Michael's fantasy. And then when it started to specifically affect Laurie, I was like, where, where does, where does this lo- line end, and is it just because they're related that they're now seeing these things, or is it something, something more than that, or is it, is it not as complicated as that, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's a mistake to set it, like, only a year later.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it feels like so much time has passed.
3: That, that's really not that much time, like, she's, like, seems to be, like, physically fully recovered, which is contradictory to like the extensive like surgery that we get to see at like the mm. start of the movie in the hospital. Um like she can move around like totally fine, you know, she's fully physically recovered from that ordeal.
1: Yeah, and um, he completely healed, you know, it's totally and, fine. As and well. they're
3: like <laughs> and they're like, let's go party. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed yeah, his I, um, mountain man journey.
3: I I, I, love, I love this scene with the um, therapist, and she's like, the therapist is like, that's right. Like Halloween's like one of those your triggers, isn't it? Like,
5: it was just last like year. It was, it was literally.
3: Yeah, I, I guess so.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, if I can guess so, um, I I really love this um, version of Loomis because uh, Malcolm McDowell is just amazing. Um, where he's just like a scumbag.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> read my book; you'll love it.
3: <laughs> he doesn't give a. He's amazing. He's fantastic.
0: No, yeah. Um, the one thing that I did, I, 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 I enjoyed the most, I think, in Halloween too, is the carryover of some of those seeds from Halloween of of him kind of critiquing everything.
3: That's what I'm saying, like. It it it's sorry to interrupt, but like that's what I'm saying. It's like the nihilistic, it's like the kind of dark, like yeah, like everybody like sucks pretty much like I said, yeah. you know, and the good one, the good ones suffer and the rest like suck so much. Yeah. And he's just like because that's life, because <laughs> because yeah. that's the real world. That's what I'm saying. It goes hand in hand with the extremity of like the violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like the, uncom- the uncomfortable realism of the violence. yeah like (laughs) doesn't it isn't it fucked up
0: (laughs) no for sure um and i think that they are openly trying to definitely make some comments in that first one and moving into that second one about um yeah no i think it goes into um that whole discussion on um the mental health institute i think that sometimes these films like to to kind of dance around this place of like mental health institutes is not actually really being the safe havens that they want to present themselves to be and i think in that first movie they they just sort of make loomis the good guy you know on a certain level but then moving beyond that you know halloween 2 shows how The hospital is kind of not only understaffed but poorly staffed, and also that the mental institute that Loomis works for lies and is more in like more worried about its own personal image. And then you move into um, Halloween three season of The Witch, and hospitals are a part of the cover up. And you move into Halloween four, five, and six, which is the lead up to the mental institute literally being a part of this cult. You know that that yeah. empowers <laughs> and uses Michael, um, and so there's this kind of repetitious thing of of pretty biting criticism of the mental health institute and 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 healthcare overall. And Rob Zombie definitely does bite into that in Halloween, and then he doubles down on it even further in Halloween Two when he moves into um, Loomis, just truly being. A preening self-promoting ass um, yeah. <laughs> and just kind of taking all of the all of the glory that that character might have had and just completely evaporating it.
3: I like him flirting with the reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, uh. Ha- Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 also features surprise Octavia Spencer.
4: It does. And-
3: <laughs> And, and, and surprise, weird, weird Al Yankovic. Yeah.
1: That's right.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and a little Chris Hardwick as well.
3: It's surprise Chris Hardwick.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of weird cameos in that movie.
3: Yeah. Um, um, the, the sheriff um, has the most compelling plot for me. His most compelling story.
0: You know who, um, who Sheriff Brackett is in, in these films?
3: No, please tell me.
0: That's uh, that's scream of worm tongue in Two Towers and Return of the King.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Ursula. I,
3: I see it, of course. I uh, yeah. killed it. It's uh,
0: Mr. Brad Dorif.
3: Props to you, sir.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff.
3: Good stuff.
0: Um. Well, I guess uh, we can we can talk real quickly about halloween and halloween kills um mad is mad is back and so we can we can just kind of touch on them really quickly nick hasn't seen them yet sorry Um, my
4: boss needed a thing so
3: it's inappropriate (laughs)
0: essentially um i'll say this about halloween and halloween kills i think that you know halloween came out on the 40th anniversary it's part of this kind of Reboot will go back, do this repetitious title that implies, you know, that we're kind of reintroducing and and reinvigorating. Um, and I think that Halloween does a better job than some of the other ones at very gracefully kind of picking up the narrative and moving on. Um I think that of all of the different timelines and different sequels and sequels that came off of that, that we've had, you know, Halloween leading to Halloween 2 through 6, Halloween leading to H20 and Resurrection, and now Halloween leading to Halloween and Halloween Kills. I think Halloween and Halloween and Halloween Kills are currently my favorite through line of the narrative because I think that, um, On top of them being the most currently politically relevant, I think that they do the best job. I think David Gordon Green and and Dana McBride are really obvious fans who understand how to take the best parts of a lot of these lesser sequels and stitch them into something invigorating and interesting that both fits into exactly what a halloween movie is but also still manages to find new ground to tread
4: yeah no i um i agree with that and i actually think you know like one of the things i really enjoy about um halloween and halloween kills um you know you mentioned earlier this kind of idea with a lot of the sequels of delving more into like mike my like michael myers and like what makes him i almost said mike myers i was in the mind of mike myers um <laughs> what made him make yeah, fat, baby. fat bastard is the no but um like a lot of those. you
3: really are a fat <laughs>
4: same a lot- person a lot of those movies um where, you know really kind of are concerned with like, Michael Myers, who is Michael Myers, why does he do what he does, whereas I feel like these are way more concerned with, um, this idea of, like, of trauma, and surviving trauma, and what that does to you, um, and, like, Halloween, the, the 2018 in specific, you know, it's Lori all these years later, and, like, she was married, she got divorced, she had her daughter taken from her um like she's lost so much because she's never been able to get beyond that late night Mm -hmm. um and so like those movies are so much more concerned again not with like michael myers and like what makes him tick what makes him kill it's like what's the outcome Mm -hmm. of those actions Um, and then like the the character who is super invested in um the, the two characters who are super invested in make like figuring out Michael Myers like what makes him tick are of course like um the podcaster
0: mm-hmm.
4: and um and then his other his other therapist Zartan. Yeah Zartan. Um uh who both end up obviously like dying horrible, horrible deaths and yeah like I, I feel like they kind of it's like very obvious like that that's not the point. One and, and I know you've talked about this, PJ, the the way Michael Myers does talk, mm-hmm. uh, cause they both ask him to talk and the way he does talk is through violence, but I don't think the movies themselves are concerned so much with why violence is the means in which he speaks so much as like the outcome of that violence mm-hmm. and how that impacts other people. Yeah. And so like, it's very much her survivor story and like her story of like dealing with trauma Um, and how that also, like, impacts generations, because then you have her daughter, her granddaughter, both now dealing with her, and, you know, obviously in, like, at the end of that movie, and then in in Halloween Kills, dealing with violence and trauma in two very different ways, and so, like, it picks up with Halloween Kills, and, um, like, you know, not to spoil it, because you haven't seen it, but, like, Lori's been injured, Mm -hmm. um, And, like, her, um, her daughter, Lori's daughter, um, you know, she's, like, trying to come to grips with everything that's happened, like, everything that happened at the end of the Halloween 2018. Like, she's, yeah, there's, like, a whole scene with her in the hospital. She just, like, closes the blinds and, like, cries. It's, like, she's finally starting to, like, process, like, everything that happened. Meanwhile, her daughter is, like, let's go fucking find Michael Myers and let's fucking kill him. Like, it's, like, pure, like, revenge, like, the way she deals with Dumb it. Dumb one. Yeah, <laughs> the way she deals with it, she's like, let's fucking do a murder. Like, let's go fucking <laughs> kill this guy. Um, that always works. Yeah, like, it always turns out. Well, and, of course, then Halloween kills itself is, like, way more concerned, too, with, like, um, almost this sort of, like, social contagion of, like, fear and violence, and how that can be just as destructive of a force as, like, one person yeah. doing an evil thing.
0: Well, my, my thesis on, on Halloween Kills kind of essentially boils down to this, which is essentially that, like, David Gordon Green's main points are stories are, are, are things that we tell each other and ourselves, that are not always the truth. What you do is who you are. Uh, Fear is ultimately deadly. And at the end of the day, your intention means very little, if not nothing, compared to what you actually do. Uh, And I think that also Sartain is kind of, um, in a weird way, the bad guy of, um, of the first Halloween, the 2018 one, even more so than Michael on a certain level. Oh,
1: yeah. Because
0: he's the one that causes the bus crash, he's the one that takes them down this whole thing, and in this one, I think it's pretty obvious in Kills, you know, spoiler alert, on a certain level, I think Tommy Doyle is, is Mm -hmm. definitely meant to be our antagonist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's a pretty effective movie because I think that it, it manages to tell a movie that kind of like Candyman is very topical to right now, but manages to, to couch it all without using any of the terms that, that more on the nose people are using right now. And Um, I think that's some of why people find it so disquieting.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very much a movie about like mob mentality Mm -hmm. and, um, You know, I I mean, I know you've done, like, a whole read into, like, this, obviously, this past year, and how that can be interpreted. Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly think, like, obviously, there's, like, a huge body count, bigger, big for Halloween. It's his biggest, yeah. The biggest body count, um... But, like, yeah, it's funny because I feel like in Halloween Kills, like, all of that is honestly kind of, like, dwarfed to a certain extent by, like, the town zone violence. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Which
0: really just has one body count.
4: Yes, but still left much more of an imprint, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Well, and also, again, that, that movie, not to not to get too deep into it, It actively punishes literally every single person who chooses violence. Almost every character has a moment where they could choose something else. And even if it's the moment where in another movie, this would be the good guy moment, this movie says, you're an idiot for choosing that. Yeah. And it regularly kind of takes every single moment that someone goes... I'm going to choose violence in some kind of way and, and pretty directly turns that around on them. Um, you know, big, big spoiler alert, you know, the, the thing that ultimately ends up killing the mob only ends up in Michael's hand because stabs him in the back. Yeah. And so, like, the movie, re- and then that's ultimately what brings Michael back around to, to kill them. And yeah. so, he, the movie regularly punishes any kind of, of people being like, this is my moment. Yeah. And it's a moment of, of choosing violence.
4: Yeah. I think that that's fair. Yeah, no, um, yeah. And I have, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about that movie, there are things that i really like about it there are things that i don't like about it um and i also really felt like the like lori and like almost felt like she was like in it but very much like ancillary like she was not
0: no and and that's i think one of the really controversial decisions about um about
3: kills is Is their protagonist then uh,
0: and it, uti- an ensemble, it utilizes an ensemble but but i think that mm. it it knows that it's going f- it wants to perpetually use an ensemble it's not necessarily that that it's lacking for a lead character i think it's it's actively choosing to focus on like three or four people
4: yeah i'm just really not certain where they're gonna go no i mean i'm curious to know where they're gonna go like where it leaves off i was like well what the fuck are they gonna do now it's
0: kind of like honestly (laughs) i don't fucking okay for me it, it feels very much almost like force awakens and the last jedi where the first one was this really great thing that kind of brought it back also kind of played the hits did it really really great i think halloween 2018 is better than the force awakens but that's not the point of this metaphor Mm -hmm. um and then you move into the last jedi where it's like this fan kind of wants to go and make this ultimate movie that's what he wanted to always make but also on a certain level is designed to take everything that a fan would want and go ha ha and it leaves you in this certain place of just like it's almost an ending like this could almost be where it ends yeah
1: and then the curtain comes down and when halloween
0: kills and the credits roll i almost honestly go like i don't know if i need anything else and on a certain level that's how i walked away from the last jedi and that's how I kind of feel with Kills is like, damn, like, I know that technically the story could do more, but like...
3: You, think, you feel like might be best to like leave it with that.
0: Yeah, because it almost kind of...
4: It's a real downer. What I'm gonna, the fuck it's else like are you going to do? It's like a very <laughs> dour yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. There's like, there was like at least some like camp and fun in Halloween 2018. Like, and there, there was, was still, hope. And there was some hope, and like none of that exists. It
1: kills.
0: This movie no. is not your Devoid comfort blanket.
1: No, no, and I mean maybe maybe a little make up for that in in the next one, you know, because it's supposed to be like a time jump or or whatever. Yeah, because like, mm-hmm. like COVID will have happened between ends.
0: This ends is going to be a time jump. I'm two. trying
1: to understand how that's gonna fucking work.
0: Okay, so here's my they're,
3: they're incorporating COVID into it.
0: No, so they. It will be a world where COVID has happened. COVID is maybe not necessarily a plot point, but like it will be in a world where COVID has also existed.
4: Like it
3: confirmed
4: this already. Mm-hmm. What the fuck. At um, least Mike Myers backed up.
3: Yeah. There's gonna be like an awkward like line of dialogue about like, and things sure got even crazier.
4: We thought it was
1: crazy when Michael my Myers theory, attacked the My theory the
3: is that way
0: Michael way. Myers is going to, and I could be dead wrong about this, my theory is that Michael is going to, on a certain level, end up being a metaphor for all of the things that people just learn to live with. Whether that, that be something either. like, uh, you know, a... Some, and, and Laurie is the only one who's fighting against it. <laughs> how that ends I don't uh, know yeah that. yeah for but sure I think that the big overarching metaphor of it is going to be Michael becomes something that the town of Haddonfield just learns to live around kind of yeah 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 living through COVID
3: I say you're talking about. living through COVID living through like mass shootings living mm-hmm. through like you know all the And and Laurie is
0: the only one that's still trying to actively fight against this thing that the rest of Haddonfield is like, just give it space. Just don't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, is that too on the nose?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Halloween Kills has a ripping fart about being on the nose or not. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, I guess you make a fair point. I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with it because honestly, I mean, I'm with Mad. I, I really have no idea. <laughs> That's
0: my best guess. Like, Where's, I've really where scratched where my head, go? and I was like, the only thing that I have is that everyone goes. Well, I guess Michael now has has taken Lampkin Lane, and, and that is his now. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, Don't like, go there. She just did like a fucking <laughs> murder free for all. Half the town gone, and then it, What? What? I can't. I was just calling Laurie's daughter and Laurie's granddaughter. Is it Karen? Karen, Karen, and, Karen and, and Allison. Karen said, Allison. That's it. I kept wanting to be like Karen, <laughs> and I was like, no, her name. Well, she's not really the white lady, Karen. Well, and what's so is, impactful? What's so impactful in, in
0: in Al in in the case of Allison is they have Karen at the start of kills go, you know your dad his spirit will always be with us and it almost hits a little like it almost hits a little hollow and then at the end once allison has lost certain people and has seen everything that michael can do her only thought is he'll always be with us and they re-echo that dialogue and for her it's not her dad And his happy memory that's now going to always be with her. It's it's
4: like it's
1: trauma. Trauma's Mm -hmm. gonna be with everybody. It's a
0: great... ah,
1: Trauma ah, forever.
0: Kills his art.
1: And then they get like the hand in hand at the end of uh, us and they just Mm -hmm. like make the... and the world is healed now because Mm -hmm. we're all holding hands and that's... is that right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, No, I like... I, I really... I don't know where they're... I don't know. I'm curious
4: to see what's gonna happen to tie it all up but
0: Uh, it it is it is already confirmed called Halloween Ends so I think that David Gordon Green wants to end it and then if someone else wants to come along later and do something else that's fine but I think David Gordon Green is like I came here to tell my story
1: yeah this is my trilogy and the day
4: (laughs) I still think it would just be great if it turns out at the end they unmask him and it is just Mike Myers i mean i like always and forever still think that would just be great we
0: unmask home. it and it's been john carpenter this whole time just trying to get back home
4: over that that's mine too <laughs> fuck it like, I, really, people I really want them to like try hard to like make a statement and then at the end they're just like i got jokes <laughs> <laughs> it gets extra campy they lean into yeah. it hardcore it's rick hard.
0: astley yeah um
4: all of these are good options. You just get rickrolled. The end. So, real <laughs> quickly. Rickroll credits. She was the only person who likes that joke. Uh. Nick's like, I don't know why I'm here for this. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, um. It was better when she was mm-hmm. gone.
0: <laughs> real real stupid. Ruined now. Um, <laughs> And then we'll go ahead and and wrap this thing up so that way this this episode doesn't get too out of hand. Um, I will go ahead and and tell y'all our Halloween rankings. So we we ranked all 12 of the films. Uh, So our first one is Halloween 78. Our second one is Halloween Kills. Our third one is Halloween 2018. Our fourth one, uh, we split and... I say season of the witch, she says age 20. Our fifth one, we switch and I go age 20 and she goes season of the witch. Then Halloween 2007, then Halloween Resurrection, Uh, then the return of Michael Myers, the curse of Michael Myers, Halloween 2 from 1981, then the revenge of Michael Myers and coming in last place. Sorry, Rob, it had to be someone. Rob Zombie's <laughs> Halloween 2 from 2009 rounding out the bottom. And so um those are our our rankings. Um Nick, do you want to try and rank yours or
3: oh god, I have no idea. Let me do <laughs> Someone has to like keep track of this for me.
2: <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm going to go from the bottom
3: to the top. Okay. Alright, which one did I like the least? Oh god, no. The the bottom is resurrection. Okay.
2: Sleepy time. <laughs> okay. Alright. After resurrection. Uh hmm. put the I'm put the curse of Michael Myers. Halloween six. And then halloween four and then halloween five <laughs> okay
3: um halloween two which one uh the 1980 whatever
0: right. 81 yeah. 1979
2: whatever <laughs> 81. um then the Rob Zombie Halloween too. Okay. Six more. And then... Then Season of the Witch. Then H20. Then Rob Zombie Halloween, and then John Carpenter. All right. So there you have it, folks. Is that all of them?
5: Nah, I'm gonna watch
3: the. I'm gonna watch the new ones, like starting tomorrow, probably. So. I'm curious to hear. What I you will
2: know do. soon.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, definitely let us know. Um, we'll we'll share that that on Twitter with with the posting of the episode. Um, as always, thank you both, Matt and Nick, for for joining us. Um, this has been a hell of a thing, and in actuality, this is actually the last thing we recorded. The first, the first thing that we did was
1: was the first thing that
0: we did. The last thing that we did. Yeah, because we
1: the first thing we recorded was was "Scream" with Sky, which is technically the last thing on this recording. So first thing we <laughs> did was the last thing we did.
3: Uh,
0: everything's
1: out of order
4: (laughs)
0: and so this is actually the the end of a long journey for me but um it's it's been quite a ride um thank you both for coming (laughs) on and this is this is also the first chronologically in what we're doing 1970 and so coming up next we have from 1980 the poor sad copycat killer himself Jason Voorhees kick it off with Friday the 13th, and as always, we have a clip, so take a listen.
4: 11. <laughs> 12. <laughs> Friday the 13th may only see it once, but that will be enough.
1: Friday the 13th.
0: So that clip came to you from Friday the 13th from 1980. Uh, The plot is a group of camp counselors trying to reopen a summer camp called Crystal Lake, which has a grim past, are stalked by a mysterious killer. Uh, It was directed by Sean Cunningham, it was written by Victor Miller, uh, and it stars Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, uh, Janine Taylor, Robbie Morgan, kevin bacon i forgot about kevin bacon being (laughs) in the first one that's how
1: that's how many many of these
0: these we've seen
1: oh my god you said his name and i was like what
0: (laughs) oh my god um that was great good wow and
1: uh and a slew of other folks honestly honestly.
0: it doesn't matter so um dear do you want to do you want to start off Sure. About.
1: Um. Okay. So, going into this, I have never seen a Jason movie before. Didn't know really much about the the lore or or anything at all, other than the fact that he killed people. He wore a hockey mask and and he had a thing about water. Was really like my bare bones understanding of Jason Voorhees from my piecemealed like education system. <laughs> bringing um and so going into this that was what i was expecting i was like all right we're gonna start out and it's gonna be all of those things and and the franchise said what if none of that stuff was here um (laughs) and honestly like i really loved this movie though um all all joking aside i i think that it is so so like the 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 classic oh um some kids at a summer camp get killed and like surprise killer at the end and you know the whole time you you think that it's it's going to be it's going to be what they they've told us you know like the the lore what i went in thinking it was going to be jason the whole time and i think that it is so slept on that people forget that it's his mom mm-hmm. it's the mom the whole time she's crazy and i think that that's where this franchise was like the the this is the peak guys start out strong and then stop watching i think that that's my role
0: um yeah so you know this this movie came out in in the wake of halloween um and as sky talks about later on uh in part two this definitely did come as like a a kind of we can do that Mm -hmm. right after halloween because this is two years later so like halloween comes out 78 takes them about a year to, I guess, get the thing together, you know, and, and the wheels rolling on it. And, uh, they just sort of went and, and we like, we, we can copy and paste and do this exact same concept and it'll be the mom. And that'll just sort of be that. And it's, it's pretty good. Like, um, I grew up, I think more like aware of, of, Freddie and jason and some of these icons than you did but that's also not because i I watched them but just because like a bunch of kids that i knew growing up um watched them
1: yeah and and so like like,
0: i heard all about like Freddie and jason from other kids and like when Freddie versus jason came out like kids couldn't shut up about it um and so i heard like all sorts of stuff from that and then of course meeting film people and meeting horror film people you hear things about them as well Mm-hmm. And you get odd tidbits in classrooms, you know, and stuff like that. So I came into it, you know, kind of having some expectations. And I had seen, obviously, clips and bits from them over the years. But I had never sat down and watched all of them start to finish. Other than the, the, the first one I had ever seen was the remake, actually. I'm a liar. The first one I ever saw was the remake. Um, and I had watched it with Austin... Because we had we had picked it up for, like, Halloween one year, but we ended up not even watching it that <laughs> night. And so then we ended up watching it, like, a totally different time, if I'm not mistaken. Classic. And I thought that it was, like, fine. I thought the remake was fine. It kind of was exactly what I thought it was going to be of a Friday the 13th movie. And so then going back and seeing this first one, you know, especially after then hearing later on, you know, about I knew about the Mrs. Voorhees twist before I saw the movie, mm-hmm. um, and so like going in and sitting down and watching it. If anything, I was kind of like, "Wow, they really kind of like left field you with this whole it's the mom shit." Um, oh yeah, like it it does make sense, but at the same time, like you know her motivation and everything makes sense, but there's no clues about her being the killer in any kind of way.
1: No cuz like All you don't of... see the from you don't see the killer from any perspective other than like their perspective.
0: Yeah, it's not they use the killer POV thing from Halloween, you know, to that effect, but unlike Halloween, you know, no one is clearly seeing this person. Oh, no. No, it's <laughs> always obscured in shadow. Um and I think that on a certain level I don't know. I always hate like the. It was this one character that you never fucking saw ever. Like I kind of hate that trope, and maybe and this was probably before it was like really tired and tried. And I'm I'm probably just making that complaint from like a modern audience, you know, sort of view place. But um, I don't know i really enjoy the first one a lot i definitely think that it is the best out of this whole franchise because out of all of them it has like the most interesting perspective mrs Voorhees' motivation makes a lot of sense the acting is probably at some of the best from the team cast in this one i mean at least we have kevin bacon yeah um and so like i definitely i like the first one definitely again like the best um It was exactly what I expected it to be, but also you can you can see where you can see where the birth of these ideas are, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of so disconnected from everything else. You know, I know that we talk about Jason Voorhees' mom going forward, but like, wow, do we forget about Va- Jason Voorhees' mom moving forward? Oh
1: yeah, no, she's she's just something that is used as his backstory plot point, and then at, at a certain point, honestly, forgotten until mm-hmm. the remake.
0: Yeah, honestly, um, the Friday the 13th movies, I don't think what I realized when I sat down to watch them was that essentially it's three movies to get to the version of Jason that everyone knows.
1: Yeah, but they definitely, you can tell they didn't start this whole thing with that in mind. So it feels really like like that improv game where you, you end off on like a, and... And then you, like, the next person has to, like, pick up where you left off and, like, make some other crazy story. Like, it feels like everybody just did that a few times over, and then they were, like, and then chapter four, when we when we tie a nice pretty bow on the franchise.
0: Honestly, for me, I think um, the best part of Friday the 13th, part one, the first one, is, is probably actually those last few minutes, once we start closing in on it being the last girl left oh yeah it's it's a little it's pretty it's a slow burn movie and that's not a bad thing about that film but it's just you know you you watch people get sort of picked off piecemeal here and there it's obvious you you see each one coming from a mile away because someone is like i'm going off alone for this nebulous reason
1: (laughs) (laughs) classic
0: it's pretty obvious whenever someone is going to be picked off for the most part it's interesting how much Friday the 13th, this is a random thing, um, it doesn't just crib off of Halloween, it cribs off of others, but one interesting element that is introduced in the first one that carries on throughout all of the other ones is the um, the weird homeless or, like, dirty country person
1: Oh, oh, thing, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: which definitely comes from Texas Chainsaw.
1: No, yeah, because also, like, he's not just Michael Myers, he's also Leatherface.
0: A little bit, yeah. You
1: know, and he might also be a little, I don't know, Quasimodo, in a way, because, like, he, I don't, he they has, like... They go for like, the,
0: the sort of physical deformity thing.
1: Yeah, but also, like, through that physical deformity, is he has found, like, great strength or something. Yeah. You know, it's it's very otherworldly and I think that that's where they end up going with he's just like an undead entity from hell or whatever (laughs) he can do all things
0: um no I think that I think that it's um I think that first one's really really good I think that it's obvious that it's a it's a copycat and I think that it's it's interesting that like for me growing up Friday now I feel like Halloween is the most popular one but that's probably because it's the one that's currently making content. But I feel like growing up... Yeah. uh, Friday the 13th was the one that I I grew up really knowing. And now that I've seen so much and know so much, going back and watching all of these movies, but even the first one, you know, it is so obvious how how much of a... We're just gonna crib shamelessly (laughs) these ideas. And that doesn't necessarily mean that like the first one doesn't deserve its place amongst the genre you know or any of the sequels but i definitely think that um honestly friday the 13th of all of these these franchises that i am currently looking at up on this wall it is probably my my least favorite and so even amongst like the the classic originals friday the 13th or you know the first films of these these five franchises friday the 13th the first one is still actually probably my least favorite
1: no yeah um i'd 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 say that that is fair and i'd also second that i'd say um because frankly at the end of the day you can see it you can see where they're they're cheating and at the end and like even if uh even if like it's gone so far as it has like it really it was it was by a wish and a prayer guys like we were holding on to threads it was never meant to last this long and you can really see that with how the the franchise dissolves into into chaos and madness
0: yeah mrs Voorhees definitely is the savings grace of that first one for sure
1: oh yeah she's she's the best part of it i think that that's the best like switch twist that they do in any of them um except for Jason X when they're in space, because it doesn't matter at that point And it's just fun to watch him kill in space. But, um, no, I think that this one is probably like the, the best of the best of, of the Friday the 13th. And it has a lot to say that it doesn't even have our main killer in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, out of, out of five, what would you give Friday the 13th? The first one.
1: Oh, um, I think I'll give it a three and a half
0: okay i was gonna give it a four you know for me it does have that charm it, it is simple um th- i think that the i think the writer is probably on a certain level more passionate about it than probably the filmmakers were the producers the people that made it um and i think that Mrs. Voorhees and the, those last few minutes probably saved the movie for me to to still give it probably like, you know what, I'll give it a three and a half. <laughs> you won me over. I stopped and I I stopped and thought about my argument and I was like, you know what, no, I'll I'll give it a three and a half. That's fair.
1: <laughs> I like that I didn't have to say anything to talk you out of that argument.
0: <laughs> no, I just I could see where the argument was going to go and i don't know i just i I gave it some thought and i was like no she's right Um, (laughs) overall on the franchise at large the one thing that i think is the strongest point about the the friday the 13th franchise even more than some of the others is that it is it's almost like a pick your own adventure story you can just watch the like three friday the 13th movies that you like and that's it and you're done with it and you don't have to touch them again do them again think about them in any kind of way um and i think that that's kind of fun that there is this almost weird um building block kind of way that, that the stories work together let me tell you the way that they are not meant to be watched is back to back to back to back to back especially where you are trying to focus on them and really pay attention to them like friday the 13th more than any of these other franchises like uh invite people over
1: oh yeah no this is like a college drinking game movie franchise like you've got beer pong or something happening in the background and you're like watching this movie out of sheer boredom and you're like having fun with it because you've got a lot of things in your system um But just on its own, you should never, (laughs) you should never watch them back to back because otherwise you're just going to be watching the same sequences because I don't know if you guys know this, but the first 20 minutes practically of every one of the first, like, few movies is just the last 20 minutes of the previous movie. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the plot of this movie. It is just some weird, like, remember that moment and then they move on. And it's, and it's painful. It is, it is probably my least favorite part of the entire franchise is that, is that artistic choice. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and, um, you know, I, I think that it's very obvious that they don't necessarily, to your point, you know, that you talked about them not having a plan, um, Sky also later on talked about how this and like Nightmare on Elm Street but honestly like especially on a certain level I think the Friday the 13th franchise and Halloween's guilty of it too of course but all of these sequels clogged up and and killed horror because they they were the thing that was taking up the box office and and all of the 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 focus and they they choked it out and you know we we talked I think briefly um you know uh, later on about how how disposable with sky some of these sequels are and like watching them play out you feel it because at a certain point they all just they do become a haze whereas like i think even some of the friday the third or uh, nightmare on elm street sequels even though some of their stories are are blander than others
1: there's always or, something that sticks out about someone, about something, whereas, like, the the Friday the 13th doesn't do that. They are all just, like, there's the hot blonde one, and there might be a person of color, and there and there's the, the douchebag white dude, and, like, they just kind of all just blend together. Essentially,
0: what really starts to give you the, your only differentials are the location. So, you know, Jason goes, or uh, Jason takes Manhattan, which, one barely has new york no <laughs> and two uh really mostly takes place on a boat and so it's a complete mistitle it does not it is not jason takes manhattan jason is in manhattan for a little while uh it's really jason on a boat
1: No, and it would have been so cool to have Jason running around, killing random folk, just having a good time killing. And instead, he just gets to Manhattan to stalk this one, like, couple of people. And then that's it. That's, he's, he's in Times Square for maybe two minutes. That's the whole movie. It's, it's Jason on a boat.
0: Yeah, um, so, like, at a certain point, the only thing that really starts to differentiate them is, like, the location of the movie or, or the fact that, like, you know, Jason goes to hell, barely has any Jason, proper Jason in it. Um, a lot of them really just become very gray and and mushy and, and sort of bleed together. And the ones that do kind of stick in your head, I guess I'll say this is maybe a positive. The ones that you like do, I guess, end up sticking in your head more than, than the others.
1: Yeah, I'd say that that's fair. And honestly, like looking at our rankings over here, I would say that that's also how this kind of panned out was like the ones that we could remember the most exciting things about and enjoyed watching them from beginning to end are higher up than the ones that kind of just like blended into the background.
0: mm mm-hmm. um, I think it's a fun franchise. I think that of all of the, the slasher franchises, it's chronologically of these the, the second one. Um, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is, like, 80... It's a few years later. It's...
1: What was it? It's, um, 81, I believe?
0: 84.
1: 84. Okay. Oof, I was off. That's fine.
0: Chronologically, this is the, the second franchise. Um... And it is... It is fun, but it's also, in a lot of ways, the most disposable of them. The least memorable, in some ways, of them. Um and i i i see why people like it but it it is very disposable like i think that if people were to go to and and try and make a comparison of like a similar franchise in modern cinema it would probably be you know like the transformers movies Aww. <laughs> or maybe like the fast and furious franchise i think that
1: that's more fair i think that i think that fast and furious is constantly trying to one up itself and that's kind of how the friday the 13th movies feel it's like constantly trying to one up itself but like poorly <laughs> um, also a little bit
0: kind of like and we talked about this the resident evil franchise Oof, you know yeah. where we constantly do this recap where we also retcon some things to fit whatever the current narrative is yeah and then we move on
1: it's 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 really sloppy yeah but fun but sloppy
0: yeah uh so do we want to share our ranking
1: sure for, yeah for
0: uh for the friday the 13th films
1: yes let's do it
0: okay uh so one we both agreed was the first one Friday yes. the 13th. Uh we also agreed on number 2, Jason X. Woo. It's it's fun. It it knows what it's doing. It's aware. It's 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 a campster piece um on par with uh Army of Darkness. You know, like it it totally knows what it's doing it's it's you want jason in space here it is it's just as full of sexually charged people doing irresponsible things it has just as little proper authority and jason goes on on just as much of a rampage um yeah
1: and, and, and it's a blast and he has like a, a transformer moment where he like upgrades himself it's it's just it's just a good time
0: um the, the the there's a female robot with her creator and part of the whole thing is like they have sex and it makes her more powerful. Yes. Or at least it increases like their odds of survival.
1: I think that's because she becomes more powerful. So
0: it's it's through sex. Totally out there. <laughs> it's a wild movie. Love it. Um then third is Friday the 13th part 4, The Final Chapter, which is not the final one because there are 12 of these. Um which is a great movie. That one has Crispin Glover, uh, who is absolutely tremendous as an actor. It's teenage Crispin Glover. He does great in every scene he's in. He steals everyone. He makes tr- terrific choices. Um, incredible instincts as a as a young
1: actor. yeah His dance you... moves. Oh my gosh! His dance moves <laughs> are 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 intriguing to watch and and sexually repellent. Um. <laughs> depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they're they're out of sight, dynamite. <laughs> uh, uh, so
0: then we have moving on
1: number four,
0: part uh, seven, the new blood. Which is essentially Michael fights a girl who's kind of like, uh, or not Michael, Jason. Jason ends up fighting a girl who's kind of like, um,
1: this is the one like where... a
0: Stephen King Firestarter Carrie type girl with psychic powers and yeah. telekinesis and things like that. <laughs>
1: She's just Jean Grey, but not, but not a redhead.
0: <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty campy. I like it um you have to buy into the the sort of magic early on they they start out immediately like this girl has powers it's not her mind like playing tricks on her she has powers
1: and we're gonna deal with that let's move on like (laughs) yeah and if you
0: don't buy in then like then the rest of the movie is probably a bad time for you but if you're willing to just kind of go like okay it's just like carrie she has powers in fact um i was looking at some information at these films and like even the production kind of called it like Jason, Jason versus Carrie. Ha! Um, That's
1: how you know. The, even the people were like, "We're just cheating." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: number five is Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah uh number six we have a and that's where jason gets introduced for realsies
1: yeah but he doesn't have the mask in this one he's got like a like a um, cloth
0: hood mm-hmm. with a little cutout
1: like a burlap and sack. that one's
0: that one's pretty interesting i like that one a lot
1: yeah yeah they're kind of doing some some weird um like they to... stuff with his mom's head and that one i think that that's mm-hmm. probably the furthest we go into that plot line and then they never touch it again which it, boo It was, it was probably the most interesting part of his backstory.
0: Uh, and then we have, um, um,
1: so number six, number
0: six, we actually have a split opinion. So I like part three, which is also, um, part of the, the 3D trend in films where we had like Jaws 3D and we had, um, Amityville 3D. And then we also had Friday the 13th part three in, in 3D. 3d and it is aggressive
1: uh. you're yo-yoed
0: at <laughs> in 3d um and then, they were
1: like how how hard can we throw 3d in their faces i don't know put it as in as in many places as you can all right so we'll do yo-yo somebody will juggle it'll be a great time stab
0: wounds woo, the <laughs> passing of a joint everything (laughs) so good uh and then lauren picked uh part six jason lives which is when um jason for a little while is for one movie jason is dead and then he is finally resurrected um and this is this is lauren's preferred one which kind of carries over some characters that are introduced in four tommy who goes through three different castings Corey feldman Uh, the Goonie himself in, in part four.
1: Yeah, child, child Tommy. And then then he becomes a
0: guy who knows Kung Fu. Yeah. In, in part, uh, five. Yes. And then in part six, it becomes a different guy who, who ends up being the person who wakes up Jason and then he's working hard to, to put him back into Camp Crystal Lake with no, chains No, yeah, and I mean,
1: things. we really start this movie with a reanimation um, of, of of Jason, a la Frankenstein's monster. Like he gets electrocuted. Wait, that's not. No, this is this no, one. No, because he has is the like one a nightmare. Where he
0: goes and he. Um... He just goes and digs him up with his bud.
1: No, yeah, and then the like—that's how he gets reanimated. Is—is is he gets literally struck by lightning?
0: Oh, I forgot all about that. No, Sorry. yeah, and it's just—it's been a lot.
1: And then Jason does a switcheroo, puts the, the right. buddy's dead body in his in his grave, and it's great. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a fun time. Again, just turn off your brain and watch. It's a it's a good time. But honestly, like this was really the only one we differed on, and we just reversed our order of these tomb films. So like. Our part seven is like him. Your number seven is my number six, and um, vice versa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So. Nice. Yeah. Then seven, we switch them. Uh, number eight is Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, the remake from two thousand nine, which just kind of condenses all of his part one two and three backstory into like one single movie where essentially the first movie you only get the end of it during the opening credits um and then you kind of play out the rest of like part two and part three in one movie with one group of teenagers And it's fine, it's efficient, it's a little gratuitous, but so is the entire Friday the 13th franchise.
1: And honestly, like, if you're just looking for a nice, clean, um, Friday the 13th movie without a lot of, like, fluff, um, just, I would watch this one. It's, it's very, like, this is what you get.
0: Yeah, I mean it does have like some of the some some gunk in there, but like it's not too bad.
1: Well, yeah, but also like this whole franchise has got a lot more gunk in it. Like, and and I think that watching one movie is probably worth w- watching if you don't want to watch all four of the first ones.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so then number nine is Jason Goes to Hell, uh, which is not at all what it sounds like. Essentially, what it actually is is Jason um gets resurrected he get his body gets blown up and then a a coroner eats a heart which turns him into jason um and then he it's like a possession thing and he runs around killing people and they're very much riffing on the thing later on in the movie they even have the arctic crate um and it's fine it's I like some of the ideas with it, but, like, it doesn't do anything fun with it. He doesn't, like, just take a body and just live with that body and and move on, which could have also been interesting. Yeah. He does a lot of switcheroo stuff. um,
1: And I guess, Just to ultimately
0: get back to having his own original body.
1: Which, like, I, I... And at this point, he's, like, really rotten and, like, zombified, and so you gotta wonder why you know yeah. at the end of the day just why also i'm sorry jason goes to hell is false advertising he doesn't he doesn't i never saw hell one time disappointing
0: um then next up we have part or uh, we have part uh what is that part 8
1: yeah that's part 8 part jason, eight, takes, jason manhattan. takes
0: manhattan um, Let's which just... as I said earlier, as Jason takes a boat, um, essentially like a group of, of people go out on a, on like a weird cruise to new york as yeah, like part they're of like their, a, their like graduation. a grad bash yeah. thing
1: that they have where they go on like a yacht to manhattan from crystal lake and jason gets on board and he kills a whole bunch of people on and that then boat they
0: end up in manhattan for like the last 15 minutes of the movie or ten. yeah minutes of the and
1: movie. and all you see is backlot sets of alleyways and it's and he's in manhattan for for literally like two minutes and it's pretty sad it's
0: because new york was probably too expensive for them to film in.
1: then don't tell me that it's manhattan
0: just do it on a boat
1: Just do it on a
0: boat. Um, and then number eleven is A New Beginning, which is the follow-up to four where where Corey Feldman grows up into a guy who knows martial arts and um it ends up not actually being Jason, which is probably the most interesting thing about the movie. The rest of the movie is just it's just it's not very good and that's all honestly a, all I'm going to say about it's it. It's
1: a pretty boring teen drama for the rest of the movie.
0: And and our lead is near mute and and not very compelling and it's it's just not very good.
1: No, yeah, he's, like, a le- less interesting version of, like, Chuck Norris, because you can tell that he got cast because he can do the kick-kick. And that was pretty much it. Like, <laughs> oh, he's uh, rough.
0: And then coming in last is Freddy versus Jason, because it's the worst of Freddy, it's the worst of Jason. Um,
1: it's the worst CG I've ever seen. It's it's a hate crime.
0: And it it, it just doesn't do anything all that interesting with either premise. Um, and it also isn't as campy as it should be. It gets very dour compared to, like, Jason
1: X. Yeah, it was Um, a really boring movie to watch. Very disappointed.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that was Friday the 13th.
1: Uh. Whew, boy howdy.
0: Yeah. And I I think that it's definitely worth the watch but also, um, if, if I were going to suggest, if I may, I would do 1, 2, 3, 4, then uh, I would probably then after that, if I had to just watch any more, go to 7, then just skip it all the way to Jason X.
1: And then, if you want, I guess, like, watch the remake.
0: Yeah, and that's that's probably what I would do.
1: But like, don't don't worry about the rest of it. It's okay. Yeah. It'll it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> you don't need them.
1: <clears throat> We've forgotten they existed anyway.
0: Uh, and so that was Friday the thirteenth, and moving on, we now have a Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Yes, yes we do.
0: So take a listen.
5: The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something
4: is coming to get them.
5: There's something out there, isn't there? You just see cuts happen.
3: What did that, Lieutenant? I don't know. Peter! Is the coroner got to say? Into John Pukin since he saw it. They're gonna kill me for sure.
5: Did you do it?
3: There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next.
4: Nancy, there's
5: something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah! Do you believe in the Boogeyman?
0: So that was a nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. And it was written and directed by Wes Craven, and the plot is A monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. And it stars Heather Langenkamp, Johnny Depp, Jason Saxon, uh, Lin Sh- er, Shay, and... Robert Englund as Fred Krueger, um, and I guess I'll start. I'll start off with this one. Sure. Um. I have seen a lot of stuff. Honestly, always talking about Freddy Krueger. Growing up, I heard a lot about Freddy Krueger, but he was no one's. He was none of the kids' favorites that I knew. All the kids liked Jason, mm-hmm. probably because he was simple on a certain level.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And so. They didn't, I think, really get Freddy, and so, like, kids growing up, you know, weren't, weren't too keen. And then growing up, I met more Freddy fans, and I saw a lot of stuff, always talking about, like, the visuals of the dream, and the puppetry, and the visual wizardry of the movies, and things like that. Um... And I always knew the blood scene, the infamous Johnny Depp blood scene, and I knew that this was also like, you know, baby Johnny Depp, um, before everything else that happened with Johnny Depp. And so, um, Yikes. you know, it was, it was a lot of fun going in and, and watching this because we did watch this one after Friday the 13th, if I'm not mistaken. hmm And it was so much fun. I liked this one so much more. I think that this is such a fun film. It's a simple story. It has the same problem of all of these films of that era where, um, the ending is a little bit, um, vague, but other than that, I think it's a lot of fun.
1: No. Yeah. Um, okay. So I really, I really enjoyed the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Um, But this first one, this first one is, is so refreshing of a movie, especially considering the fact that um, Jason is just a copy of Michael and it boiled down that Freddy feels so different and so new comparatively because he is he is a talker. He is he is, you know, quick and witty. And and going into this, I did not know really much about Fred Krueger. Or, or the story, or any of his backstory, I knew the look, the look was all I really knew about um, who he was, you know, the the classic striped shirt, the hat, the the glove, it was at every spirit Halloween, every Halloween, re- you know, religiously, and so, like, that's all I knew, and I didn't even know, you know, how old these movies were, <laughs> how campy they are, Um, nothing, nada, zilcherino, and I really, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, I do think that the ending is a little vague, but I also think that that's kind of a trope of all of these movies. It's just kind of like, did they die or didn't they? Find out next time. It feels, it feels kind of like a like an '80s cartoon in that way.
0: No, yeah. Um, I think, to your point, you know, Fred is so much more his own person. He is so very different. Uh, also, unlike, you know, Friday the 13th, which really just does have a lot of kids in there to kill them off, this is a little bit more like Halloween, where it is a smaller group of characters. You get to know these kids a little bit more, you care about their relationships a little bit more. So then when you do see these deaths, which in their dream world are so wild and shocking and and out there but then in reality are just you know essentially like someone being like drug around on the ground bloody i think it's really effective and i think it really works well for the for the movie um and also i think the fact that they do things you know so interesting even even in this one with the visuals that i think other people would be afraid would look hokey I think that they just kind of steer into the skid really intelligently in 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 just kind of living in the reality of the dream world.
1: No, yeah, and I think that they make a really um to your point i think that they they make a really good distinction between what is a dream and what is reality by kind of like stylizing them and and really using kind of like the the campy blood and gore effects to their advantage because honestly some of that stuff still still reads today and is is pretty horrifying to watch Mm -hmm. and i think that that's really like where where these movies above all of these franchises really hold up for me is just like how creative they are Mm -hmm. and you know it is like your worst nightmare and like i applaud the people who who made these movies because work went into it
0: yeah um you know even though even though it has some some definitely lesser entries in the in the franchise and in the slasher genre at large you know um this this franchise is just it was it was really gripping for me it was a lot of fun it is probably my favorite over over or my not my favorite but i probably prefer it over over candy
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but i definitely also still prefer candy man over friday the 13th yeah um, i'd say that that's fine nightmare on elm street's probably my third favorite slasher franchise of the five that we're talking about and it is because it is just it, it's it's committed to to its bit yeah for so much of it um and it's always at its weakest when it pulls away from it you know mm-hmm. in, in freddy versus jason it's a very bad freddy movie in um freddy's dead it's a pretty boring freddy movie um in freddy uh two or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy uh, 2, Freddy's Revenge. It's a pretty kind of boring Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You know, it's always at its best when they are going for those visuals that stick in your brain. Whereas, whereas you know, Friday the 13th, it's body count left, right, and center. Some of those kills are memorable.
1: Yeah, but um, also they just kind of blend together at a certain point.
0: Yeah, whereas there are so many distinct and unique and, and gripping visuals in in each of these films oh yeah and robert Englund also just you know he gets to play the part across all of these films and he's so good with the part he absolutely gets freddie and 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 how nasty he is but how much fun freddie is having
1: yeah and i think that that's where where it really thrives too is is when freddie is having the most fun and like you don't have to get his sense of humor, but he thinks he's hilarious. And I think that those are the moments where like he can, he finds the most twisted ways to kill people. And, you know, I, I, I believe it all the more that like, that these dreams are real. Uh, is is when is when he's he's at his his, at his funniest at his prime Mm -hmm. you know at his peak i think that that's why freddie versus jason is really sad to watch it's just because it's like he's just being kind of an idiot yeah and it sucks it sucks to watch like such a such a weird twisted maniac kind of just get boiled down to like simple tropes
0: yeah well and um looking at you know friday the 13th halloween um, and Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, Nancy is definitely the next best final girl. The final girl in Friday the 13th is not really much of anyone. Nancy is definitely, and it's not just because I've seen her in, in other Nightmare films since this one, I think Nancy is just all around a more interesting character than the lead of of friday the 13th
1: yeah i'd say that that's fair because honestly i couldn't tell you the name of that character right now i think it might be karen but i don't quote me on that because i'm not confident we've heard a lot of like names shuffled around aimlessly throughout these entire movies paul was one that i heard a lot yeah um but yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think that Nancy was like a, just a very strong, strong final girl. Um, I didn't once think that she was incapable of doing anything. Um, You know, obviously we like we we see more of her later on in the in the franchise. But um, no, for this first one, I just really enjoy it. I enjoy I enjoy watching Johnny Depp's death in the bed. It's it's a it's a crazy ride.
0: Um, They only did it once. Um, that's not just because of, like, the, the sheer difficulty of, like, executing it. Um, it was that they turned the set upside down and they did it one time and they didn't have, like, a splash guard. No one thought about the fact that, like, they were about to do, like, a liquid (laughs) set. And so they just pumped in gallons of blood through the set. They turned it upside down and just pumped in gallons of blood. And it rushed right off the ceiling and off of the set and it caused lamps to fall over uh film film lights when i say lamps i mean like professional film lights ended up falling over bulbs were blowing up like it was a very expensive yeah it could have electrocuted someone it was a very expensive um single shot and it was it was (laughs) if i'm not if i'm not mistaken it is it is the one that is in the movie and that is the only one i think they ended up also losing a camera as well
1: they almost like didn't get the shot. It sounds like it, it was. It's it is sheer luck that the movie <laughs> got made at this point. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy that first one. Uh, out of five, I think I would give Nightmare on Elm Street if I gave that one a a three.
1: You, we gave Freddy. Um, I mean a we three gave and,
0: if I gave Friday the Thirteenth a, a three and three a half and a half. Um, and the first Halloween for me is a five. Then this one I would probably. I'll probably go with like a four to a four and a half. I'll yeah. go with a four and a half.
1: I was I was gonna go um, four and a half. I think I think that I think that this movie is just really solid and um, is is kind of like the the groundwork for for where the rest of these kind of go um, because I never truly go away from that first kind of who Freddy is, mm-hmm. and I think that that's where it's the the, where it's the strongest for sure yeah so yeah i'll go with a i'll go with a four and a half
0: okay uh so for our ranking overall of the of the franchise our our next one again we shared our opinion actually on on the entire nightmare on elm street franchise
1: yeah
0: um so our second one is for the dream master which is when a girl from three the dream warrior has her power kind of used against her, and Freddy starts to, um, steal the souls of children that she knows, but she gets their ability. And then at the end, it's got this really wild visual of, like, people in his body, like, moving around and stretching out of him and, like, grabbing him onto, like, a, uh, like a, a structure. And it's really great. It's, yeah. it's absolutely, it's wild. Um and it's a good movie i like that she gets all of these powers um she takes over for patricia arquette and i think that she does a good job on the part i think that she's more memorable for me than patricia yeah um no offense to dear dear patricia uh then three new nightmare essentially freddie krueger this is a non-canonical film but freddie krueger starts to haunt the the actor that plays nancy in reality until he almost bleeds all the way over into reality.
1: Yeah. I liked this one. It was kind of almost like a Truman show of sorts where it was like reality was bleeding over into, into the, the, into the, basically the first movies reality. Like I thought it was neat. I thought it was a neat concept. I really enjoyed it. And we got to see Nancy again or, um, Heather as what is her, her real name and is her name in the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and It was just. It was also fun to see uh, Robert. Robert. Oh gosh, what's his last name? Freddie.
0: Uh, Robert England.
1: Robert England out of out of costume as well, and just being like a fun artistic person. Yeah,
0: being I guess some parody version of himself, perhaps.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I really enjoyed um, Noom Nightmare, where I I think that I think that the the Freddie isms of it are, are are definitely terrifying but i also do think that they are a little of of the monotonous version of of the freddies that we do get from the the franchise and it's probably my only note for it but overall i do very much enjoy that movie
0: no for sure um let's see uh from there yes thank you We've got three dream warriors which is essentially Nancy from the first film is now a a therapist psychiatrist and she oversees this group of teens who are all institutionalized having dreams of Fred Krueger and Nancy helps them band together in their dreams and overcome Freddy and um, it's got some really cool visuals again and it's got a really good teen cast in it you know it's It almost is a little bit kind of like a weird superhero movie on a level, like a teen superhero movie. You can see where New Mutants was like definitely getting a lot of its ideas, both I think the comic and the movie we're trying to get a lot of their ideas from from this one in particular.
1: No, yeah, I you know, honestly, you saying that I I completely agree with that. I think that this is the better version of New Mutants. <laughs> if you, it is kind of like a superhero movie in a sorts because they all have like dream powers that they use to to fight Freddy in the end. Um, but I also just really enjoy the kind of like asylum aspect of it, of these, of these kids just not being believed and it being something so simple. And, and still the, the authority figures are like, no, you clearly just need to get some rest. If only you would sleep. It's, it's, (laughs) but I think that they do it really cleverly in this one.
0: No, for sure. Uh, number five is Nightmare on Elm Street 5, uh, The Dream Child. Which is essentially, um, Freddy Krueger has a weird Roe v. Wade episode where, yeah. um, Freddy is haunting everyone through the, the unborn child of our lead character. And so, like, it, it, you'll just have to watch it to understand, I think, exactly. Because I don't want to get deep in the woods on this. No, On how yeah. it's... But if you watch it, it's, it's a very strange, um strange one. It's not bad, but I also I'm not sure I for me I think it's a little misguided, maybe. Is probably a fair way it's, to put it.
1: It's I guess it's just not really clear of which side of the argument it stands on, but also like I, I'm i not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for you. I don't think that this movie is for everyone is, is what is no, where I'll leave fair. it.
0: Um and it's just okay. It's one of the lesser memorable ones beyond like how it's dancing around this conversation on abortion like beyond that it's a pretty it's one of the lesser memorable ones
1: no but the most memorable part for me is the fact that it has the the kid from Jurassic Park in it that's like the only yeah. memorable part but he's like smaller in this one and precious
0: mm-hmm. when she says the kid from Jurassic Park she does not mean Timmy she means the kid that Alan scares at the uh, velociraptor dig site where he's like that's not scary looks like a 6 foot turkey that's who she's referring to. Yes. Um so then uh moving on we have number 6 which is A Nightmare on Elm Street the 2010 remake. It's it's fine. And Yeah. It's it's fine. Um I think it's a little hamstrung by how serious it is. I think it makes the mistake it goes for so long being like aha the whole thing of the movie this time is that Freddy was actually innocent and the parents just were vengeful blood-hungry people but then they walk it back in the last like 10-15 minutes of the movie and it's the absolute biggest mistake um yeah because and freddie doesn't seem like he's having as much fun
1: no yeah it just it just seems like he seems a lot creepier in this one as well and i'll give i'll give the movie that like he definitely felt like a pedophile and i think that's probably the most that i've ever experienced that and i guess to to its benefit i understand you know where it's now why they're teenagers out of nowhere even though he was supposed to be like a child you know creep um but other than other than that i think that uh, yeah he's just he's just vengeful and mean and and everybody's pointing fingers at everybody and it cops out in the end and boom Yeah.
0: uh number seven is a nightmare on elm street 2 Freddy's revenge um I liked a lot of this one conceptually, um, there's an interesting discussion that's going on in the film about, um, like, coming out and realizing, you know, that you're gay and and that sort of thing, and it's super interesting in that, but it's, it's again, it's not a very, it's one of the least Freddy movies of all the Freddy films, again i'm not sure that it sticks the landing on all of its ideas that it is reaching for i think it's reaching for more than it lands um and again it's also just not nearly as memorable beyond this one particular sort of um weird um bondage murder kind of thing um that happens when a when a coach is is committing an act of violence upon a child so it's it's quite the movie in its own right but it's 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 just not as fun.
1: Yeah, no, um, it's it's really just kind of like a possession story, you know. Freddy's trying to be reborn through this through this teenager, and so it's it's honestly kind of reminds me like of of, of the first Candyman where, you know, it's he's doing it through Helen's body, so yeah. she's the one who's getting, you know, blamed for everything. And at the end of the day, like eh.
0: Yeah. Um and then beyond that, um, our last one is 8, Freddy's Dead, where we get the backstory where Freddy actually had a family, and he had a daughter, and she doesn't remember, and it's fine. It's a pretty it's a pretty forgettable one. It also, again, for me, didn't have really as striking of visuals. None of our actors really hit home for me. Um, none of what we got from his backstory, I think, really felt particularly relevant it was fine
1: no yeah because honestly all of the things that we got from his backstory were through her trying to remember that she's freddie's daughter the entire time but honestly she's just really bad at her job it was it was obviously obvious that they just like wrote her apart and then didn't know what that job entailed and was like she's a psychiatrist or something but then she's she's just as helpless as everybody else like i don't think that she actually got that degree or whatever it's 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 just half thought through, and yeah, and that's sad.
0: Yeah, and and it just didn't it didn't strike a chord for me at all.
1: No. Um.
0: So. That uh does it for. Uh. Part. One of this episode, uh, which of course is going to cover or has already covered, Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, out of these, if I had to rank the franchises just, you know, so far into the episode, Halloween is definitely one, followed by Nightmare, followed by Friday the 13th.
1: No, I'd, I'd agree with that as well. Um, I mean, gosh, it, it really can only go in that order for me. There's, there's no way (laughs) of changing it around. Um, yay!
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that will wrap up, uh, part one of this episode and we hope that you enjoyed it enough that you'll you'll come around and listen to part two uh where we're joined by sky as we discuss uh Candyman, and then he's he joins us specifically to discuss scream uh awesome so stick around yeah thanks